that POD cover of, or that's not even a cover. That's just a POD song that was on the. Uh, that POD the, cover of a POD well, no, cover. It's on the Little Nicky soundtrack. <laughs> we run the school. <laughs> oh, full of hard I knocks. forgot ready how to good. Rock. Ready to rock. Ready to rock. Fuck those Christians know how to get down. <laughs> um, yeah, with that, let's uh, let's get rolling. Welcome to the Terror Table for uh, our new metal, new metal horror double double feature series. It's new metal. It's new metal March. March, but boy, the, it's March nineteenth, and we're recording the hey, first episode. It's still March. Yeah, so, and who knows when this is going to actually come out? But I know. Yeah, we got a, a really special one planned today, and I think we're gonna make this a we're gonna do another episode next next time. Uh, we don't have guests locked down for that one yet, but today's really exciting because we're gonna kick this thing, the series off strong, with the new Disc Colony podcast. Uh, we are welcoming first time guest on the program Ross Licktide, who is one of the hosts behind the New Disc Colony, and he claims to know every lyric to All in the Family by Corn off by heart and he says it's a brilliant song so take it away this is true say what say, say what? what say what you better watch your fucking mouth john <laughs> thank you uh yes no hello um i uh this is my claim to fame uh the only thing i'm known for it will be on my tombstone um all the lyrics to all in the family um yeah. everything and you Front support all of it so wait on your on your tombstone is it is it the whole all the lyrics or just that like here lies the guy who knew no all it's the all lyrics. the uh, homophobic slurs yeah, just, all the that. just just the yeah just all those over and over and over and over again amazing well yeah ross we are stoked to have you here and uh Thanks we're also <clears throat> very excited to welcome back returning guests to the show you know him from the let's talk about stuff podcast as well as the nudist colony uh, but some know him as the guy who fucked up the plumbing in his house after trying on one of his stepdad's condoms when he was a child. It's Brent. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is Brent Hibbert. That's true. <laughs> you know, we were having an off-air conversation uh, via Instagram, and uh, there, there was something that got brought up. I was like, did I say this? I guess I would have had said, to have yes. said that. It's so intricate. You like no one's gonna make that up. You know, I I often get in my head about uh, any podcast I'm on where I'm like, I just don't think I'm that interesting. Like I I think about all the times Ross and I have recorded episodes, and he has like a a solid story or two on every episode of Nudist Colony, and I'm just like, ah, I, I can't keep up with that. I haven't had an interesting life, but I I guess That's... I have because I I forgot that I mentioned the 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 plumbing and. That old trailer house. Not to brag, it was a trailer house. You know? uh, just to quickly mention stories, uh, I was listening to one of your guys' episodes talking about Seven Dust because I was like, ooh, I like Seven Dust. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of stories, uh, you guys talking about working together at a pizza place. Is, yeah. Uh, who was the one guy who was getting stuck in the like <laughs> machine? Frank. Frank. Good old Frank. <laughs> Frank the Mank. Yeah. I... I, I had like a guy I worked with who was like my equivalent of Frank and I can I can perfectly picture just that like vacant stare even though he's clearly in danger. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it's like because he had these like thick ass glasses on and then also a hair lip. That was like 80% of his face. So like that uh stupefied look oh, that he had. Uh, it it just like enhanced it, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, you guys, basically what all of this uh, preamble should tell the, the listeners and the audience is that The Nudist Colony is a fucking amazing podcast. You guys, it's so funny. It's so much fun. And uh, Thanks, man, it's, it's one of the most bingeable podcasts I've heard in a while. Um, it did take me a while wow, to, wow. to catch Thank up. You. Like, I, you know, I listened to it because I've known Brent for a while now. And I listened to episodes as they were coming out. But then I got busy. And then now I have like this back catalog that I've just been crushing through. And holy shit, it's been so much fun. And Aww, thanks. Yeah, it's like it is, if you especially if you have, um, you know, like some kind of reverence for the new metal years and like all the shitty uh, stuff that happened around that culture, like the podcast is for you. But even if you're not a fan of that stuff, it's just funny, guys. Like it's it's a great show. Yeah, I, I kind of want to tag on to that as well as. Yeah, I, I haven't got through all your guys episodes, but I started listening as well. And yeah, uh, aside from from you guys being hilarious, I like that you guys actually take the time to talk about the albums. Like, I, I understand that by and large, it has not aged well, and it probably wasn't that great when it came out. Like, you guys are talking about Coal Chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Coal mm-hmm. Chambers has not That's aged tough, well. That was a tough one. But, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I really appreciate that you guys take the time to actually, like, listen to it and, you know, give it props every once in a while because, there, you know, it, it, there is some stuff in there. There's still. some really, like, that's the thing is, you know, we joke about it all the time and, like, this is going to be a fun-ass series to just talk about this this time in history um, that correlates mm-hmm. with horror, weirdly enough. But uh, there is some amazing music in this as well. And it was, like, you know, like yeah. you can't debate that got the life fucking is the jam. Like, you can't. It's so good. And it punched through to the mainstream. It was on TRL. It eventually got yeah. retired, which is a thing they didn't think they would have to do. But Carson Daly, in his infinite wisdom, was like, we just we can't do it. We can't do this anymore. It's like the same thing over and over. <laughs> at number one. And this is at a time where boy bands and you know britney spears christina aguilera uh they were like top tier yeah. uh you know pop music entertainment at that point and yet somehow corn busted yeah. through there with their dreads and clicky clicky clacks so. the the adidas track suits and of course fred Dur- fred durst yeah. being a, a douche on stage and always shouting out like calling out nsync and shit uh well, yeah. I, I mean like it's it's pretty easy to figure out and i'm surprised no one else has caught on to this it's like Okay, who's got bagpipes mm-hmm. in their music? Come on, guys! Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't one know. band's got it all. That's the that's the that's the thing about new metal is as we're going through, and I, I need to go back and catalog all of the weird instrumentation or atypical instrumentation for new metal bands. But yeah, you've got a lot of stuff in there. You've got like you know the turntables people are familiar with, but you've also got the aforementioned bagpipes. Uh, there, there was like a tuba <laughs> or something like that on that system of a down song that Hell fucking yeah. rules. Um, Never made was, a bad album. By uh, the way. There's not one bad no. system of a down album. There's only like four of them, but yeah, they're all great. <laughs> <laughs> Some song on a Snots album that has a banjo. Yes, like it's more <laughs> yeah. eclectic than than people realize. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's something to kind of like wade into. Um, but yeah, like some of these bands I'm familiar with just from like one or two albums. So I'm looking forward to branching out a bit further. We've done a couple of episodes on Deftones albums and around the fur was kind of my stopping point. Not for any reason in particular. I just didn't. Oh, my God. You have so much good shit ahead of you then. It just got better. I know. That's Boozy's favorite band of all time. So I think when you get when you continue with Deftones, consider Boozy. 
And uh, don't consider me. I demand to be on the hot chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water episode. I demand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because you guys already no, did dollar dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I have to kind of just set the set the mood, I guess, for for our listeners. So you guys grew up heavy when when new metal like that was your formative years, right? Because you guys are mm-hmm. a couple years older than we are. Um, yeah. Like like uh, formative for for us was very much like young kids watching, you know, pre puberty, pre pre circumcision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> You guys do it weird in Canada. <laughs> yeah, like like we were watching the the little Nickies and listening yeah. to those soundtracks because for some reason every party in the like early two thousands just listened to metal instead of like party mm-hmm. music. Yeah, everyone was sad. <laughs> it was like and it was gothy, but, it, <laughs> but they were like so uh-huh. hyped about it. I don't know, like um. So anyway, yeah, just kind of kind of maybe give our listeners a little bit of, of what what new metal means to you and maybe what these kind of films growing up were for you guys. So, yeah. And like, obviously, we're going to cap the episode off with a big discussion on both Queen of the Damned and Dracula 2000, two fucking heavy hitters right yeah. out the gate. Um, <laughs> but you can, of course, talk about that. Yes. Yeah, save, save like the thoughts on those for later. Let's talk. Let's talk about the yeah, new metal just, part. How, yeah. How do you feel about new metal overall growing up with it? That sort of stuff. Well, I was just going to say, Boozy, to your point about how you would hear new metal at parties and whatnot. That's one of the aspects of, uh, you know, heavy music and also like art in general that doesn't get discussed, which is like the fun aspect of it. And even though some music like Korn and and, you know, in Cold Chamber, any of that shit can be very heavy and sometimes fraught with like difficult topics or whatever. There's also like a fun uh, aesthetic that comes with it. Like it's fun to listen to just some like uh, ultra heavy chugging and you've got like breakdown after breakdown that just like activates the pit, you know, it's just like something that we don't have anymore. It's, It's always just like very poppy, safe type of music. Yeah, no, I think, I think absolutely. I think like, you know, I, I've always loved metal and like, and like heavier music, but, um, you know, growing up when I was younger, younger, um, um, one of our mutual friends, Adam had a brother who was several years older than us. Who's a incredible musician who, uh, is a pretty noted musician around like the Tulsa scene. Um, uh, he's toured with, uh, uh, who, uh, a lot of these older guys that are like, you know, uh, guitar aficionados. All that's to say, um, he was super plugged into the music scene. I think he was about six years older than us. So he turned but by me by like guitar, you, you just mean John Mayer. Oh uh, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, you guys John Mayer. Yeah. 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 So he introduced us to like uh bands like Tool and uh like Slayer and Megadeth and you know those 80s uh metal bands. Um so he kind of plugged us into all that stuff. But then as we got older, you know, we, we kind of uh, started listening to things that were more like our age. Um, and, you know, we, we love that heavy vibe. And the only really like heavy vibe stuff that was coming out at the time was new metal. Um, and so that was sort of like, hey, this is like our generation's Metallica, you know, um, <laughs> this ain't your daddy's metal. Your granddad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. we rap elite times. Well, and, <laughs> you know, they leveled yeah. up. We, we loved we loved hip-hop too yeah. and so it was just this like perfect combination when it came together at first 
um, that we, we, you know, super got into. And then, you know, I think, um, I think as time went on, especially watching, uh, the movies that we're going to discuss today, um, sort of an inflection point where it wasn't so much about like sort of, uh, cool, heavy music. It was about, um, uh, really like cringy, um, over the top, but in a bad way, um, uh, approach to like heavier music. And so it really, I, I don't think there's ever been a, a musical style, like sort of like come up and then just fucking like crash and burn as hard as, as new metal was. Cause really looking back, especially when we're, we're going back, uh, like the early days, like corn and again, Limp biscuit and you got your seven dust. Um, there was some like cool shit happening in like new metal. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Mitch's Fred Durst sorry, background should have been up from the get go. <laughs> what yes, is my God, Sonico? <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, Ross. no, no, no. I love seeing his face. Sonico is a uh, is a convenience store chain. It's like a gas station <laughs> chain so... in in the states. I don't know. We just know Freddie D rides for Seneca or whatever. Whatever. It's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, then, then, uh, cr- a new metal just fucking crashed and burned, man. I mean, it was, it was gone. I'd say about like 2000, 2001, um, it had become a joke, you know, yeah. but from those sweet years of when, when was corn's first 94, 94 was the self-titled. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. no, wasn't it 95? No, 95 was life is peachy. Yeah. Oh, cause I thought it was a year after Cobain died. Maybe okay, I, I could also be wrong. Uh, that's actually a good uh, thing to mention as well Is it kind of felt like, you know, those earlier corn albums, it feels like, you know, a someone trying to influence, like use the influence of the grunge era, like Cobain, really depressing shit, but, you know, turn it into something and you something a little new. And uh, hey. yeah, it's it's uh, it's understandable it- why it became such a big cultural phenomenon, I think, like looking looking back For on sure. those earlier albums. Especially it was the same kind of kids who got into like Metallica and all that stuff got into corn really early on. It were like the same type of kid or, yeah. you know, person, I guess I should say kid, but the same type of person that would have been into all those bands back in the eighties. Uh, here comes corn. And it's like, Holy shit. This is like our Metallica this is like our Slayer, which seems insane to say now, but really if you strip away all the shit that came after that, it's really easy to see how corn kind of like fit that niche. Yeah. But Metallica um, like, and Slayer combined have never written a song as good as Boiler off of Chocolate Starfire. <laughs> uh, Boiler I mean, is an incredible joke, <laughs> but it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't, because that's why the song fucking slaps. It's so good. Um, yeah, that's my. That's like the um, depressed white guy anthem as Boiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. It's so I. Oh my god, there's so much to talk myself. about. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> totally. And like, Boozy, do you want to like kind of fill our listeners in about like, because we've talked about how, you know, we grew up with all this shit mm-hmm. as well. And we we often like take jabs at new metal constantly, but it actually all comes from sincere love <laughs> of it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, I think it started out as um, like, we like, I remember when I got back into Limp Bizkit, I was like, ironically, listening to it and i'm like I can't believe oh you got God, out this is still the best music ever made <laughs> like 
So now, mm-hmm. now I'm like, like we literally took an Uber yesterday, and the poor, the poor lad had to. I demanded him put on chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a 25 minute ride, so we got like halfway into that album. That's amazing, <laughs> buddy. No skips. Yeah, no. no skips. There's no skippable song on that um, album. It's perfect. You're right. So I think I think for I, I guess I'll speak a little yeah. bit for for Mitch as well as myself, and then he can kind of jump in when he needs to. Uh, for for us, uh, new metal was was a pretty big deal just because of it, it fit hand in hand with all the new at the time new uh, horror movies that were also coming out that for mm. some reason were just jam packed with that kind of stuff. I don't know. There was a, a sweet spot, uh, I guess, in the the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, where like every uh, movie had to have like a fucking awesome soundtrack yeah. and had to have a ton of bands on it it wasn't like they had one or two singles and then there would be like the, the soundtrack you know what i mean like the composed soundtrack it it's just jam-packed with with metal um which was like a huge thing so i feel like that was very formative for a lot of us as well as like um i'll speak for for myself on this one because it was such a big thing but like wrestling was so tied in with with new metal as well i, yeah. I think exactly so I, I think that that's like how i think those things really helped new metal as well capture that that angst because you're just you're being served this stuff and and so much of it even crossed over like uh i i really like tonight the stars revolt like uh, power man 5000 and that mm. album had a ton of crossover um i think it was mystery man it was in but like oh my god it, mystery it was man on like <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was played on like mainstream radio and shit. Like it got it got huge, and and yeah, like you were saying about the the corn stuff. And but, shout out um, Spider One, yeah, listener of Nudist Colony. Hey, yeah, <laughs> shout out. We listened to an episode. The spanker of of Nudist Colony. <laughs> Literally, yeah. the first yeah, person absolutely. to comment on any of our social media was Spider One. <laughs> I think uh, oh. it, it was a, it was a slow day like at the the Power Man office. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> he was definitely listening or searching his own band name. Yeah, they're like all these people are fucking like that's something that, you know, also people like to pretend like they're terrible at their at their instruments, but they're not like if you know anything about actually like music, music in general, you can tell that like some of these bands are so fucking talented. Uh, Other than Cold Chamber. I I I can't name a single Cold Chamber song. I don't think I ever listened to them. Big truck. <laughs> Loco. Yeah, I don't think I listen to any of them. Big truck. Rowboat. No, but uh, yeah, for me, like, because we've talked about it a lot on the show, and I'm sure more is going to come out as we continue the series. But like, I can look back on, you know, I was in a band for 15 years and it was a, a metal band. And uh, that's mm-hmm. how Boozy and I got to know each other. And it was, it was a yeah heavy metal band. And that all stems from one album that absolutely changed my life. And it was. I've, I think I've told the story on the show, but my very first concert I ever went to was Britney Spears. I was like seven years old. And <laughs> I was like, I remember going around the classroom and like everyone was kind of making fun of me because I was stoked that I had Britney Spears tickets. I'm like, yeah, she's so hot. dude. She's so hot. Yeah. I was seven years old. I, did, I liked her music. She's got big old boobers. Yeah, I, had, I had no sexual attraction to her at all. I was seven. I liked the music. <laughs> I had Backstreet Boys posters in my room. NSYNC posters. I was obsessed with the Moffats. That's funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you, you were in the oh, middle. Yeah, I'm dead serious. I love Backstreet Boys and the Moffats. Um, that was my shit. <laughs> no, but but you were you said NSYNC too. You you weren't like team one no, or the other. Yeah. Was there a, was there like a gang war with that, or were they all cool <laughs> yeah. with each other? Like absolutely Backstreet Boys lay NSYNC to waste every day of the week. <laughs> like that's there's just no debate. 
Um, but my sister, this is like the most nineties new metal story ever. Now coming to think of it, I got home from Britney Spears. My dad took me and it was just a miserable experience for him. He fucking hated every second of it. Uh, we had like nosebleed tickets. So he, we actually had to buy or rent binoculars <laughs> to be able to see her. <laughs> and, and it was like, and my dad's a guy who like, he, he ditched his high school graduation to drive across the country to see Led Zeppelin. Like, so oh, Jesus. he has no interest oh, wow. in seeing Britney Spears. Your dad's um, cool. <laughs> and then, uh, but I get home and it was, my sister was having like a sleepover with all of her friends and get this, they're watching the crow. <laughs> so it's like, this is the what? most, wow. yeah, they're watching Hell the yeah. crow. And then I have my poster for Britney Spears and the baby one more time CD. It was like that era. And uh, my mm-hmm. sister told me that she's like, if you give me that and let me throw it in the trash, I'll give you a bunch of my CDs. And then at that time, she gave me Slipknot self-titled. And that was oh that was God. like, dude, you got oh, jumped right into and the fucking to game. Me, I still like I know a lot of people like Brent, you and I, we've talked about this. That was your favorite band forever. And I know you've kind of grown out of them. Mm-hmm. I have as well. Like, uh, I'd like to say that I don't hate the new album, but I also don't know if I've heard it front to back. Like, I don't go out of my way to listen to yeah. it, really. But the first like four Slipknot albums are still so amazing. Like the self-titled mm-hmm. and I think Iowa is probably my favorite. Um, but like the, those, those yeah. albums were just like, it rewired my brain. And then with that came like, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I was getting into horror movies and I had like a Chucky shrine in my bedroom. I was a very strange <laughs> kid. And like one of the first <laughs> CDs I bought was the bride of Chucky soundtrack, which is just all new metal. Yeah. Like it opens up with fucking Rob zombie living dead girl or whatever. And, um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was just uh, it was huge for me. And then obviously I, I went on to like that year. I went as Fred Durst for Halloween. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> like, dude, my mom, because my mom was a hairdresser. So she'd go all out for Halloween. That's another reason why I'm such a weirdo with the holiday and or with with Halloween. And uh, yeah, we, I said I want to go as Fred Durst and Nookie. had just came out. I was that was my anthem. I remember we were listening to it in a hockey locker. Room. Wait, how old were you? Dude, I was like eight years old. It was very bad. And then we were cranking awesome. Nookie in the like in our uh, changing room. <laughs> and my dad comes in and he turns it off because he was the coach. And he's like, obviously, you can't be having these fucking children listening to this. And I will never forget him saying, do you guys even know what that means? And none of us uh-huh. did. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't find out what that meant until I was like 15. You guys didn't know. You just knew that you had to do it for Exactly. It. We just knew that it was a fucking yeah. bop. You and it fired the boys up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fires you up more than Limp Biscuit, for better or worse. So wait, so just how, it's uh, around truth. how old are you guys? So I'm 32. Okay, uh, yeah. 31. So okay. that was yeah, like I was uh, yeah, I was nine years old when uh, or no wait, I, I bought the I bought Iowa like the Slipknot album and Nickelback Silver mm-hmm. Side Up on the same day. <laughs> 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 like yeah. So that explains a lot of the cringe things about me, but <laughs> so um, I'm curious, like, um, so you guys are uh, younger than us. Brit and I are both, uh, 40. Yeah. You 40. guys are ancient. Uh, there's nobody uh-huh. to cough. <laughs> hide yes. that one. We're both 40. <laughs> um, so, so I'm curious, like what your guys is, uh, like as you hit, cause I feel like 13, 14, 15 are sort of like when you develop your like tastes like yeah. or like refine them maybe a little bit so like uh, around like 13 14 15 what was your guys's opinion of new metal because at this point you guys would have been like it would have been like what uh, uh, 
2000 four, later 2000 yeah four, 14 15 like that's when i transitioned from that style like it was like lincoln park was the last one that i would probably consider out of this like genre um that i was like super into and then alexis on fire came in and then that that band mm. completely changed me and then i kind of flew off into that trajectory uh but boozy what about yourself I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to remember from my, my grade school days. So I remember listening to in my my Walkman, I had Korn's Greatest Hits Volume 1. Yeah. Because that one you didn't have to switch. It was all good front to back. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was that. And then I, I don't know, it must have been a renaissance of a summer. But once I got into like grade nine and going on from there, I, I discovered like metal and stuff. So there was like not metal. The, conventionally i guess like more like deathcore that sort of stuff so i got into like a lot heavier stuff yeah so mm-hmm. i i can say uh i was what i had in my disc man my anti-shock disc man dry as my dad was dropping me off <laughs> for my first day of high school i was listening to at the end of august by 36 crazy Fist. oh my god i fucking love 36 crazy fist oh dude that that I'll, have you guys did you guys ever get into 36 crazy fest no i i remember hearing of them and i think maybe there was like some soundtrack that i had that had a song from them on there but i don't i couldn't tell you what they they sounded like. oh god you guys gotta you gotta jump in on one of those albums on the show i know you because you guys are kind of going through like year by year correct yeah we're we're going down the what we call the new metal <laughs> timeline so we're going through the albums as the released <laughs> you guys are doing the lord's work someone needed to do it <laughs> but it's like an interesting way to look at this genre to see uh, how it's progressing and eventually will just like fade into obscurity. But the, it's like the <laughs> lessons learned in the new metal music genre as like each album comes out because, you know, Korn's the big yeah. daddy. They're the ones that started it all in 94. And you can definitely hear the influence going forward. But, you know, people are familiar with Korn being the, the very first one. But who was the second new metal band? Sugar Ray. And a lot of people shit on them but wait, I'll, who, I'll wait be the first who said to sugar gay <laughs> <laughs> wait sugar gay sugar gay has metal oh, songs oh, you oh know my that. god this yeah. this first two sugar ray albums are stellar they, they have a flawless new metal not career even joking. like they, yeah. those first not two albums joking. slap fucking hard most Fly was like not, completely yeah. different than anything that they had done before and then it was like a, they, it felt like yeah. a joke song like yeah. it, you know how like bands will throw Offspring. it especially in the 90s but yeah, yeah like <laughs> Offspring or something they thought with some like jokey kind of song yeah. that was totally unlike anything else they'd done and uh, that song of course you know took off yeah it's like prior oh, to that shit. they all, all their shit was like heavy punk metally um Not like zebra head like, like party hey great pull <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another so, another band off the little nicky soundtrack oh man we gotta cover yeah. that because we were both into that first album pretty hard wasted yeah. time or something uh, the first two the first two were yeah. really good yeah yeah playmate of oh, the year oh, and then playmate uh, of the year mine, mine yeah. Hell yeah yeah what? i forgot to mention i have a bone to pick with Here you guys the I was listening to one of your episodes and you lumped in Chevelle with like Godsmack, which I I really don't appreciate because Chevelle has some good shit. I'm with them. Oh, I don't I don't remember that. <laughs> it was I, probably I don't, me. I don't like, like I, Chevelle. I, I don't. I don't. Okay, here here. To be fair, I don't know like any Chevelle other than like the one or two songs that get played on the radio. So I've never listened to anything else. So 
Oh man, their first two albums are great. Well, okay, I'll check you it guys out. Are gonna, you're going to eventually get there on the new metal timeline. Or they, uh, yeah, I guess uh, eventually, I think. Chevelle, yeah. I feel like they, they, that's where they start to split. New metal splits into like butt rock mm-hmm. and then just kind of <laughs> like disappear. Well, okay, let's just say it turns into butt rock. Love, hate, tragedy. The follow up to In Infest by Papa Roach. That's when it turns into mm-hmm. butt rock. Because you have Last Resort, and then the For next them, Papa, yeah. Papa Roach album is like, it's it's just straight butt, butt rock. Uh, did you mm-hmm. almost say butt pirate? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's always going to be shattered. I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm surprised at how popular Papa Roach still is. They, like, they still do, do like... They, do they really? They, yeah. They, oh my god, yeah. And they put out like albums to this day. And I've heard some of the newer stuff, and I'm like, this is kind of it's because kind of they're, fun to they're staying to. in tune with like the younger music. Like, I don't know if you guys know about uh, like I, I actually do listen to some music that people would probably consider new metal. Like uh, there's this band called Avoid mm-hmm. who like they're on they're on tour. Oh, They've done okay. a bunch of tours with uh, Papa Roach and then like Don Bronco. And they're all like they all have uh, like new metal influence in them. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. I, I just yeah. blow my mind here. I I, I uh, pulled up uh, Spotify. Apparently, they have uh, Papa Roach has 10 million monthly listeners, which is fucking crazy they're, to me. They're incredibly popular, or certainly more popular than I ever would have thought. That is been. wild. I'm mind mm-hmm. mind blown. Good for them. It's not it's not mm-hmm. my jam, but uh, but there is simply no doubt that uh, Last Resort is one of the hardest hitting songs of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like that was the Limp biscuit the has one. eleven million, so we're we're in this, we're in the safe here. Wow, corn has nine okay, million. Corn is still very relevant as well, which I was surprised to to learn yeah, over the last more, couple of years. I would say more relevant than Papa Roach, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They for have sure. like a million less. Listen, I am. This is bullshit. <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> bullshit. Well, all the the corn users are Apple Music users as well, so you know. We're on the right side of oh, history. Well, okay. Rub that in my face, why don't you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. So I think let's talk a little bit about like, cause we're going to, we're already, I wouldn't say we're off the rails. We're talking about new metal, which is what this, uh, these episodes are about. Um, but uh, have you guys seen any recent horror movies that you'd like to discuss? Uh, Ross, I'm not sure if you are a horror fan to begin with. I, we know Brent's story, but Ross, are you, you have the Dracula 3000 background right now. <laughs> yeah. Hell, it's only wow. Okay, it's only a horror movie I'll watch. Regular three thousand, not two thousand, three thousand. Yeah. Um, no, no, I am. I am a horror movie fan. Um, I uh, watched that uh, Skinamarink. Yes. Uh, recently, um, I'd heard some like really like kind of mixed things going into it, and uh, I really, really fucking enjoyed it. It creeped fuck. me the fuck out. Yes. Uh, I watched it like late at night uh, by myself with all the lights off. And uh, yeah, it, it uh, I could see where people wouldn't be into it. Um, have you guys seen it? Yeah. Uh, Boozy despised it. I had oh, it in okay. my top 10 of the last year. Like, I, <laughs> I fucking loved it. It's creepy, right? It's like, it's, it's yeah. creepy. It's not scary. It's yeah. like creepy. It's oh. it's one of the only movies that has creeped me out in a very long time. And yeah, I think yeah, it's like it's like you said, I can understand completely how it wouldn't be for everyone. Like I cannot imagine Brent getting through that whole movie. Like I, I want you to try because <laughs> oh, really? it's bored out of your mind. And that's not <laughs> yeah, it's not even like that's what I totally understand why some people wouldn't be into it because yeah. it really is just like you know, corners of rooms for four minutes at a time. 
and it's like really lo-fi grainy footage but by the end of it i, I was mm-hmm. creeped out like it just it reminded me of having a sleepover at a friend's house waking up yeah. in the middle of the night and not knowing where the fuck i am where my parents are and yeah that was mm-hmm. like you know my earliest memories of fear yeah yeah truly that's you nailed it i think that especially the the bit about you know waking up at a friend's house on a sleepover and you know you're <laughs> like you know strange place lights yeah. you don't want to turn any lights on so you can just barely make out little yeah, your sweats are pissed on trying to find the bathroom <laughs> like you're you know creeping through a hallway um uh, yeah it, it really unnerved me um uh let's see i i've got like barbarian on my list um my wife like mm-hmm. she she can handle like um like a little bit of scary but not too much i think barbarian would be too much for her um it's pretty so that's what i have to watch on my own so there's a lot of movies i have like stacked up that i can't watch because uh my yeah, wife not for everyone <laughs> barbarian yeah. is like it, oddly enough it might be i know a lot of people who aren't into horror movies where that one kind of works for them because it has a i don't want to spoil anything for you but it it uh it eventually I, becomes something more fun than scary. Yeah. Okay. I know some bits about it, but oh yeah, I I loved Barbarian. That it, it, Barbarian was tied for 2022 movie of the year for me. The the yeah, 80, yeah. Wonder Woman 84. Um, is that your other one? <laughs> that was 2021. Oh, idiot. No, is a barbarian tied with uh, Rescue Rangers yeah. uh, were my two favorite <laughs> movies of 2022. That was both fantastic for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brent, have you seen anything recently? Uh, I've just got like one movie that I want to mention, which is uh, it's a uh, anthology movie called All Hallows Eve from 2013. Um, Ross, uh, we did a, a, a Halloween episode last year in 2022, and he had mentioned terrifier i think is that right uh, ross you you mentioned either terrifier one yeah. or two that you had seen yeah uh and you didn't care for so i was no. like okay well let me give it a shot so i went back to the the source to watch all hallows eve because that's when uh my good friend uh art the clown debuts from what i understand so i thought let me go back to the beginnings to see what he has going on and it's a it's, it's one of these situations where these two kids are in a living room on Halloween night and the babysitter sees that there was a, a VHS, a mysterious VHS that was in with their like Halloween candy or some shit. So they put it in to start watching it. And it's just like these different like creepy scenarios and art. The clown is like the kind of the host of the video or whatever. And uh, I, I thought it was fun. It's like uh, anthologies are kind of hit and miss it almost all the time. And in every form of media whether it's like movies or comics or or tv or anything like that it's just you're gonna like some of it you're you're not gonna like Mm -hmm. other parts of it um and that was kind of my experience but for what it was i thought it was okay i'm looking forward to watching terrifier one and two ross have you seen Um, terrifier two they seem yeah okay so and totally respect that i know boozy wasn't crazy about it either i didn't really care for all hell's eve or terrifier and terrifier two was my like number three or four uh i fucking loved it yeah but it's like i don't know Mm -hmm. for me it's it's the the creativity that went in behind it and like it's so much fun but it's it's so over the top i'm gonna be very curious to hear what you think brent especially if like you enjoyed all Mm -hmm. hallows eve 
it, it wasn't like groundbreaking cinema or anything like that, but it was just like, you know, it's kind of like a fun thing. And I watched it over the course of maybe like three nights during a week. So the, the one thing I do like about anthology movies is like, you can watch it, you know, 15, 20 minute segment here, stop it, come back to it the next day, continue with it or whatever, you know, but um, I just think Art the Clown looks so fucking cool. He's He, he seems like he stepped out fully formed yeah. in that movie, you know? Uh, so I'm looking forward to see what kind of hilarious shenanigans he gets up Bag to with, tricks in his with the next movie. Um, are, are you guys afraid of clowns? No. No, I just don't like them. I'm annoyed by them. Like, I, I, It's not that I'm scared yeah. by them. I just I, I find them annoying and mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> I find them offensive to drag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a fair point. <laughs> I don't know, like whoever who saw a clown out in public and like, I'm going to approach him. Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you imagine having a clown come to your birthday as a kid like that? I would just be pissed because it is. Yeah, I find him annoying as well. Because you can't even like have a conversation like, hey, what are you doing? He'll just stare at you. Mm hmm. Well, it depends. There's some talky ones. Like John Wayne Gacy was kind of a talker. <laughs> and that's why he was an unsuccessful clown. <laughs> yeah, I think we can so all agree. Violator. Oh my god! Yeah, no. the Violator showed up, uh, which in another new new metal movie. Hey, there's another. Well, I guess it's it's not quite a new metal. It's got some new metal corns in it. So you know that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. The Spawn Are you talking about Spawn? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I had that soundtrack. That Spawn soundtrack was loaded. You, you telling me there was a, a kid wearing a Spawn badass shirt that wasn't listening to Corn at the exact same time? Mm-hmm. I had a Spawn hockey jersey. Uh, that you could, yeah, of course, you fucking yeah, yeah. the back of a spawn comic, and yeah, it's like a hockey jersey <laughs> with like the giant spawn, you know, circle <laughs> thing on there. And I, I, I think we just talked about this on our podcast. I wore that like I had it in like middle school, and I wore it like three days out of the week. You know, like I, I would just like wear it constantly. That was your fit. You were like, this yeah, is it was it. my uniform, man. And uh, <laughs> uh, I got made fun of a lot for it. I told you I was sorry for that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. They called like you sperm? sperm? That's hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was a small oh. town. What are you going to do? I, see, I'm pro. I'm pro bullying. <laughs> like, you turned out great. You yeah. Tu- you yeah, you're doing great. fine. I was, I was bullied super hard. If I wasn't, I think I'd be a complete fucking loser right now. He says is in front of <laughs> Fred Durst um, screaming at a Sunoco. <laughs> I was, I yeah, was very co- Fred Durst. I was very concerned that you didn't know Mitch. It's like, oh wow, somebody's gonna have to Boozy's gonna have to have a talk with him. He's, he's gonna let him know. Hey, he's after the him. after we're done recording, we're gonna have a little chitty chat here <laughs> about our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the topic of Spawn, though, while you you mentioned it, I did write down uh, an amazing factoid that I learned from the nudist mm-hmm. colony, uh, which was. Um, you know, because obviously we're going to talk about Queen of the Damned, where the film score was composed by new metal pioneer Jonathan Davis of Corn, who, uh, yeah, thanks to the nudist colony's latest episode, was described as t- Todd McFarlane, spawn creator slash full time psychopath, um, described Corn as the 90s version of the doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The audacity <laughs> to have those words come out of your soul. Hey, he, he's one of your boys. You know, he's a, a Canadian. Yeah. He's he's transplanted down it. here. We'll give him back. No, you guys. <laughs> Man, I'd, I'd rather listen to Take corn him. than the doors any fucking day. That's a good point. <laughs> Amen, <laughs> brother. 
Riders of the corn. <laughs> I, I feel like we're only defending uh, the doors because they sell their shirts at Walmart. <laughs> Fucking riders of the corn. Oh my god, we should just this is, we should just yeah, wrap they, it up with riders yeah, of the corn. That was incredible. We're steal that for wow. <laughs> I'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about a few more horror movies that we've seen recently. Boozy, have you seen? Oh something? my god, I've seen things. I've seen stuff. <laughs> Uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is from, oh God, what year is this? Oh, the year I was born, 1992. This is Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. Come <laughs> uh, again. Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. That's the name of the on film. Disney Plus? Which, which, portion of, okay. which portion of Pornhub did you find this on? I'm going to look it up real quick. Look it up. Is this on Disney Plus, right? <laughs> Well, I just want to let you know, gentlemen, it's on Tubi. Oh, yeah. So okay. if you uh, type T into your thing, then you can get to yeah, the new metal <laughs> platform of streaming yeah. services. Uh, so this is about a devil worshipping woman who sends her four nieces out to lure men back so they can grind them up and make pies. That That's the whole fucking story. That's you don't. That's, that's a tale as old um, as time. It has the one dude from The Hills Have Eyes, like the original one with the the the, the yeah, weird yeah. shaped head uh he, he he's in this and it plays <laughs> shout out i i really want someone else to watch this so i can talk about the plot line that he has because his plot line is completely separate from the film until the very end but basically he's working on a car but he's really dumb that's all you need to know and it spends the entire but like it goes into like psychology with him and like really delves into him thinking about life while also being dumb and trying to fix a car. We can all relate to that. So I checked that out. And then the other one I want to mention, this is a rewatch for me, but I, I feel like I'm I'm in love this okay. time. So I rewatched, oh God, what year? 1999 Joker. Virus. Oh my God. I just, I got to say, I don't understand how Jamie Lee Curtis says this is her worst movie because this thing fucking owns the special effects and virus are fucking amazing this this should have been a new metal movie great i'm pretty sure um it predates new metal though yeah yes there's a comic book (laughs) and a tie-in video game okay and yeah and i think there was action figures as well and yeah they're trying to franchise this thing anyway um having watched it again this is on tubi so all glory to all glory be to tubi um I, I just think this is a really fucking solid ass film. There's some really bad acting in it, but overall it's some of the, like the practical effects in this hold up to the, like where I would be, if this came out like yesterday or tomorrow, perhaps I would still be impressed by it because it's, yeah. it's just, it holds up so well. I was anyway. talking about this with a uh, Lauren Carr, uh, previous guest of the show, <laughs> friend of the show. She she's like obsessed with this movie as well. She was watching it recently. And I haven't seen it in years. I I honestly like I I don't know what exactly got me thinking that I should rewatch this, but yeah, there's something really fun about it, and I have no nostalgia for it because like I didn't see it till two years ago. Yeah, great double feature with (sighs) the net. Hell yeah, Sandra Bullock movies that are just like like because that's all about the internet (laughs) and it just doesn't work anymore. Oh, so she's not a she's cyborg. Not, no, Boozy, I wouldn't mind doing a <laughs> oh, okay. virus episode soon if you want. 
Oh my God, yeah, I love that. Starring yeah, but... Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Academy Award winning Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland. Big praise for Virus, 1999's Virus. Yes, I. This is yeah. This is a um, it's a visual buffet. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. So that that's the two for me. This love week. it. Um, awesome. Yeah, I got two. Like I have a whole bunch to talk about, but I figure since this one's going to come out eventually soon, here I'm going to talk about the most recent ones I've seen. Uh, so I'll lead off with I saw Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah, which is yeah. Also, my nickname at several gay bars in the city. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's written and yeah, directed by Elizabeth Banks mm-hmm. and starring you know the the late Ray Liotta legend. Yeah, Ray Liotta, absolute legend. Um, but yeah, Cocaine Bear and uh, what's it? Fucking uh, Carrie Russell, Alden. Er- how do you say Han Solo's name? Like the, Aaron Reich? the dollar store Han Solo. <laughs> uh, he's actually really good. Like, and I'm happy to see he's given it. He's have it has another chance mm-hmm. here because uh, he's very good in the movie. Um, then O'Shea Jackson Jr., who's Ice Cube's son. Oh yeah. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock looks exactly like he him. does. Yeah. Cocaine Bear is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's it's fun. Like by the by the time it was. There was moments where I felt it was kind of the joke was wearing off a little bit, but there's still like Boozy. Have you seen this one yet? No, I've I've been very apprehensive to this one because of this as well as the Winnie the Pooh because I I feel like it's just very cheap cash grabby kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's the same as it's just, I don't know it's like the same for me as um like Sharknado. This That's is much where better I put than these. Sharknado. <laughs> is it? As like you know, we are huge nature run amok fans. You can do a lot mm-hmm. worse than Cocaine Bear. Uh, there's some pretty funny moments, and like it, uh, it opens up with an absolute bang. But I've actually heard that Cocaine Bear passes the Bechdel <laughs> test. So I mean, something to consider, you know? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it, it absolutely it's produced does. by uh, Lord Miller, uh, um, which is kind of fun yep. because they pulled Han Solo. Um, I guess as an apology. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I hope Cocaine Bear has a cameo in Across the Spider-Verse. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, co- yeah, and it's like the thing the only like gripe I could possibly have about this movie cuz you're an idiot if you're taking it too seriously mm-hmm. um is that they're the real story cuz this is based off a real story. The real story is really fascinating and like wild and I kind of would have liked to see a movie about that and but they turned it into a comedy horror where it's just mm-hmm. like the bears doing a bunch of blow and running around <laughs> ripping people apart but does he also, like keep doing like bumps does he keep it going he like, does he keeps the party going and uh realistic at least exactly yeah he does he he gets burnt out and you know there's only one way to fix that and that's more blow off of a severed leg um so it gets that's that's his popeye spinach that's exactly it oh okay it's well it's winnie the pooh and honey but instead of the honey Um, cocaine so what's what's the violence like on this like extreme yeah it's actually gory oh yeah it's very gory and i was surprised by like one thing you know obviously I'm not one of those people who just shits on VFX, but uh, you know, we've seen, we've been spoiled with movies like Backcountry that show like a real bear attack. And it's like, that's how you, that, that is a horrifying sequence. And it was shot so well by Adam McDonald. And, um, but this is clearly, it's taken a completely different approach. But I was surprised by how good the bear actually looked throughout. And like it fits the campy nature of the movie. 
So I think, yeah, this yeah. is going to be one that it's going to, it's, it's not going to be for everyone, but it's exactly how it sounds. So I, I just love, interested. I just love that there's a movie that has the name cocaine bear in the actual title. Mm-hmm. It's not like censored here in the States or Canada, obviously, but like it, and it's, it hits so hard that it's still in theaters and it was referenced on the 2022 Academy Awards like a couple of yeah. times, you yeah. know, cocaine bear was there in attendance. We it like beat out Shazam, didn't it? Or it, like it, it topped Shazam in some way, which I think is great. I mean, you know, is that is that like a hard thing to do at this point? You know, as, as long as it beat out the rocks movies, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he's done recently. No. Yeah. So cocaine bear, uh, it's it's a solid. 2.53 for me like it's so just a 50 percent yeah yeah I mean, you know maybe a little bit more than that it, it's just it's exactly how it sounds it's better than sharknado mm-hmm. but it's not as good as like even uh what was the the beast like that lion movie yeah that, that um last year. did they set it up for a sequel oh, the idris elba yeah movie? yeah wild I, or something like that beast, beast. yeah beast Where, okay yeah, that's a that's a good ass movie. Kind of shit. <laughs> yep. Is it? Do you say? Wait. Did you say it was bad? No, it's good. Oh, I okay, like it. good. I was uh, like actually looking forward to that. Like, I love Idris Elba, and him fighting a lion sounds fucking yeah. rad, radical. Yeah, it's like that movie plays it very straight faced. So they, Cocaine Bear is clearly a comedy from the get go. Uh, so Great. very different approaches, but always love watching nature rip people apart. Um, so yeah uh who's got one more anyone got some more i was going to bring up something just out of curiosity see if you guys had heard of it um i wish it a couple weeks back it's called uh the alchemist's cookbook i still have not seen it and that was our previous host of the show diego he fucking loves that movie oh man kind of become a thing for me to avoid it because he likes it so much <laughs> just out of spite yeah. that motherfucker but and i lo- like i love him but it's like an it's like an ongoing joke at this point that the more time that passes i like can't see it now <laughs> he was recommending it to me six years ago but it, it, yeah, it hasn't happened rules. yet it fucking rules it's like um i don't even know if i would call it a horror yeah, it's a horror movie, um, but it's one of those that uh, really fucks with you and gets under your skin. Like it starts out kind of like you're just trying to get your footing and, and figure out what the fuck is happening. Um, but then there's like a midway point where shit goes weird and then shit keeps getting weirder and weirder and it doesn't let up. And it's just this quiet. I, it it's it, it it's. It's like Skinnamarink in in some ways in that like it's it'll sometimes it'll just be a long shot and your your yeah. eyes kind of play tricks on you you're like am I seeing something Love that. down in there or and it just keeps building and building and building it is a very 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 fucking strange movie uh, but it was made for like a budget of like nine thousand dollars like Amazing. they literally shot it out in a trailer out in the woods and it stars like one person and then like a couple things show up which i assume are i don't know not to give away too much but um yeah it's 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 very uh very fucking creepy and it's got a black lead an african-american lead uh which is nice to see um and it's it's not uh, idris elba though it's not idris elba no sadly um i love you just i would 
Oh my I'm God! Let's tell. Let's. I am gay for Idris Elba. Let's just me say. too. Oh my God! I'd be right behind you, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Sandwich. <laughs> um, Amazing. No, I'm actually. I I am gonna bump this up to the top of my list to watch. Um, dude, it's it, it'll 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 fuck with you. It's, yeah. Especially there's like one or two scenes in there that really. Have you guys ever seen The Witch? Vovovich. Of course yes. we had. That's what Mitch is one of Mitch's yeah. favorite movies. Got yeah, a little bit of that vibe going on too. Just a sort of like desolate out in the woods. Uh Brent's holding up his toy. It's a it's That's... a little black Phillip. And I, I got know. a the witch poster too. right behind me. And I got the oh hell yeah, yeah. See, I, I shamefully covered it up with Fred Durst, but uh, he's back. Putting, <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I and I have a live goat somewhere in my house. So we all we all love goats. <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> Wouldn't that be really sweet? It, it, that would be. Canada's not that weird. That's Saskatchewan things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the Alchemist uh, but cookbook. But that's, that's all I got to say. Uh, check out the Alchemist cookbook. It's a weird one. Awesome. Uh, Brent, do you got any other ones you want to mention? No, no. I'm ready to, uh, to get into the, the main topics, if you guys are. I got one more I want to mention. And no. I want to see, I'm pretty, Brent, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. And Boozy, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you ended up getting to it. Uh, but I just want to mention Scream 6. <gasps> Scream 6. Yeah. Did, did you see I, it? I was going to go last week with John and I just ended up not. Uh, I'm really excited to see it. Heard nothing but good things. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone knows listening to the show, I'm a huge Scream fan. And I know Brent, you are as well. Uh, you and Steven no. uh, mm-hmm. have talked about the, those films extensively on Let's Talk About Stuff. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Radio Silence, the guys behind the last Scream, where they're back with another banger. If you're a fan of Scream, like it only makes sense that you will love this entry. Yeah. Uh, I had a ton of fun with it. And it's I've you know, I've talked a lot about how I don't I was never interested in a Scream movie without Sydney. Like that just didn't it wouldn't feel mm-hmm. right for me. And then they absolutely made me eat my foot because like I, you barely, <laughs> barely missed her. And that like the yeah. movie is that good. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess like it's that good if you're a fan of the Scream formula. If you like these mm-hmm. movies, it's just more. It's one of the stronger ones. I think it's probably it's like my second, maybe third. It's like my definitely my third favorite of the franchise might be my second after another watch. So wow. I could see it. It's it's very good. Uh, I saw it on Friday night this past Friday night. So it's been out for a week. But then mm-hmm. the theater I went to was at about 80 percent capacity. And uh, which is nice to see on a horror movie, yeah. Uh, especially on a weekend when that piece of shit Shazam Fury of the Gods came out. <laughs> Why do you guys I don't hate know. I... Shazam so much? No, it's it's fine. I just you know I like to tease DC. Yeah. I don't hate um, it, but the, Brent uh... hates it. I think I just I'm indifferent <laughs> towards it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I really liked uh, I like Scream Six quite a bit, and um, it's. I, I recorded the the episode about it earlier today, and uh, both me and my my friend Stephen fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. It's yeah. it's done so well, uh, and it feels like Scream, but it's in a new place altogether. Yeah. But that helps to enhance the flavor of it. I thought it's so weird that's missing West, like it's missing uh, Woodsboro and Sydney, and it mm-hmm. still feels so authentically Scream. Yeah, like it it feels like West Craven was there with them like it, it and i know that sounds so corny but it you feel his spirit in it and uh mm-hmm. i yeah i loved it i will say i didn't love the final act 
Um, but that's always one of those things that, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of it was just so good that I, I let it slide. Um, yeah. Cause also as you get older, you start to look who the fuck, who's that? Kitty. Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Dude. You know the guy know Morgan? Come on, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, and Wait, this is Morgan, right? Who is a bass player? That was, was one of Morgan's the a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty right. sure they have a horror right. podcast. <laughs> Do you know all your oh, mind really? is a vault? Come on. You know all this shit, right? <laughs> all I know is the brown one is named Fallon, and that's all I need to Fallon. know. Fallon. Okay, mm-hmm. Morgan's Fallon a singer. Bowman. Fallon. Yeah, uh, she was I, I believe favorite. Fallon passed away recently within the last three years. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Wow, sorry to, sorry to ruin it for everybody. I just wanted yeah. to give a little bit of love to Canada's own kitty. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We haven't oh, the got there on the uh, the new metal timeline, a, a phrase that Ross and I both love, uh, but I'm looking forward to I used to own the first kitty album, and Brackish was the only song I ever listened to, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to going back to listening to everything in, in full. Um, yeah. Just hell, context for it, you know? hell yeah. I appreciate because it's like, the ladies of metal need a little bit of representation here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I missed Kitty, but that's just you know. Well, uh, you no, no. I was gonna say you didn't okay. entirely miss Miss Kitty because they were in the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. Right, that's true. Oh, that's true. Hey, another incredible movie. You want to yep. talk about a movie film? You talk about a film? That's a film. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I have the Criterion Collection. Uh, yeah. version. <laughs> I saw that like um last month in a sold out theater at a midnight screening and it was so wow. much fun. Yeah, Vancouver rules for that because it was it's all great. shot out Damn. here too. So it was like oh. a lot of the, yeah, oh, yeah. It's I fucking love that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, really. Sorry, sorry. Before we get too far away from it, uh, uh, do you guys uh, have? Do you guys see what I posted in the chat there? <laughs> what is this? Um, there's a there's a it's uh, your wiener. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the dick pic. Um, is little. It, uh, it's my dick. Uh, no, the Scream uh, movie poster. Um, are you guys seeing that? You guys see the chip? So I see the the virus comic that you posted, which is the Dark Horse comic. Yes. Uh, I see that uh, cover. And then underneath that is the Scream 6 poster. This poster is a version of that virus. But if you Google virus comic, um, I all I remember from this comic back in the 90s when Dark Horse was releasing it were these fucking dope ass covers. Interesting. So, um, oh, I, I love that Scream poster. Google virus and also yeah that that screen poster fucking slapped the screen like the marketing for this new one has been so good like there there's so many awesome posters for it like then there's the the main one that just looks like a, looks like a CW show but then there's ones where it's like <laughs> you see the network of like like the tra- uh, the train network underneath New York City mm. hashtag Montreal and uh, <laughs> it makes like Ghostface mask. Oh, I fucking love that poster. Wow, that's cool. Huh. I was big that one. big awesome. fan of things that become other things. Big fan of that. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick, well, before we get off the topic of Scream 6, um, I remember seeing the initial teaser trailer, but not the actual like actual trailers, I guess. I just Scream is one of these franchises where I'm like, I know I'm going to go see this movie. So I, I kind of wanted to see a teaser, get the tone for it and then right. move on. You're like trailer, not necessary, not necessary. My ass is in that seat. My right. wallet is empty. It's all going to be fine. But um, I remember seeing that teaser where it's like a, a clip of the train scene, you know, where you see the, the ghost face look around um, in the movie. I feel like I haven't gone back to watch the or rewatch the teaser, but in the movie, I feel like it's more 
in depth about the other costumed people in it. Yeah. Well, it's just, I think it's longer. Yeah. But you get, oh my God, there's so, so many wonderful like cameos just by like people wearing costumes or whatever. But Oh my god, it's so fucking good, dude! It, it's so exciting to see all the 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 visual representation of all these like horror icons in this like finite space in this other iconic horror franchise that's been around that predates all of them. Like it's so yeah. cool, yeah. Like there's like the the bride the bride and ready or not, which is mm-hmm. you know their other movie, and uh, yeah, the Babadook. Like there's so many little great Easter eggs in that movie. Yeah, the 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 people from. God damn, I wanted to say up uh, from us, the yeah. family from oh, us yeah, that was awesome. is represented yeah. there. It's good. It's I, I cannot believe how good Scream 6 was. I fucking love there, it. There are moments where like, and it's in the trailer as well, but like the convenience store scene fucking blew me away. It yeah, like, it's mm. I'm a big fan of slashers using guns because <laughs> it, <laughs> it basically <laughs> rules. So like that's like the best part about the first Terrifier is like... <laughs> But Ghostface fucking blowing that cashier's head off is just like so intense. I don't know. It, it looked awesome. There, I'm very excited to see it again. I think they did a lot. They somehow found some. There's, there's a. They proved that there's still gas in the tank. Would for, would you say that sure. Scream Six beat you off? It took you to the edge of your seat. And it did beat, beat you off. off. Perfect. W- who said that? That you you sent that to me, right? So, yeah, that, somebody tweeted that about the review of, of Scream and it like picked up a bunch of traction because something about being on the edge of your seat and it'll beat you off. And they're like, it'll yeah. do what now? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that clip of it was uh, Dan Stevens who was doing he was doing press for the guest and he was on like a morning a morning show. It was like Good Morning America or whatever. And she was like, this is such a, an amazing role. Like you must have had to beat off a, a lot of other guys to get this role. <laughs> and Dan Stevens is just like, he can't keep it together. And she's like, she doesn't realize what she said. I love how immature and how us men, we never learn. We just never, we learn. never learn. Speaking yeah. of which uh, in Scream 6, one of the actors name Jack Champion. So evidently he won some sort of award. So yeah. congrats to him. Jazz young <laughs> yeah. I used to work for a um uh like an like a arena. We did like we yeah. like big music acts and stuff come through. Shout um, out Madonna. I was listening to that story oh, today. Fucking, <laughs> no. fucking hate Madonna for that. I mean, ignoring all the other shit she's done personally, she's she's uh, affected me. Uh, but no, uh, our general manager who was like uh, the big wig, you know, who's like in charge of a ton of people. She, she, she comes in and we're having like a huge meeting with all, like, I was like, I was a director. So I was, it was like the upper level professional, like I'm, I'm stressing, like, this was like supposed to be the very professional meeting. And, uh, we had one of the promoters for, I forget who it was, but it was like a bigger promoter and she's talking, we're having like a big meeting and she keeps saying, I feel like these guys are just jerking us off. They're just <laughs> jerking us off here. And uh you know instead of jerking us around yeah and uh you know it's supposed to be professional and i am like i'm crying like uh, my face is turning red i i cannot help it and i'm like my eyes are darting around to see if anybody and like there was a couple people that were like smiling and stuff and she looks over at me and it looks like i'm dying and she's like what <laughs> what, what, what what's funny and i was like ah, it's jerking us around and she was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like in, in front of like a promoter. Uh, it was it was fucking hilarious. That's so the best. Did, 
Did yeah. she then refer to your entire group as a one big circle jerk? <laughs> yeah. It's like, a bit different, Okie cookie. I'm really hungry. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and now you're just throwing them out there. You're just making shit up. That's fucking hilarious. Um, anyone else have anything they wanted to add about before we move on? I think we're good. Eh? Like we wanna we wanna I get to the good. we we got some two heavy hitters coming up here. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna take a brief little break here and then we'll be back to talk about Dracula two thousand and Queen of the Damned. If true evil cannot die, is there a chance that it can forever be contained? Passcode decrypted. Accessing. Security shutting down. Cracked. For centuries, a secret has been buried beneath the streets of London. You don't build this kind of security without a goldmine to hide. Something ageless. What the hell is that? The Holy Grail, the Golden Fleece, the Crown Jewels, whatever it is, it's inside. Something powerful. Something beyond your deepest fears. What has happened in there? Draculia, not Miss Israel. I assure you. There are worse things than death. So you haven't told me your name. We're all so much more. Complicated than our names. And welcome to our main feature presentations, where we are doing a double feature with the Nudist Colony podcast, talking about two heavily, heavily, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Both of these movies sport a very heavy new metal uh, theme throughout them, and their soundtracks loaded up to the brim with new metal. We are Mm -hmm. going to be talking about Dracula 2000 from the year 2000 and Queen of the Damned from 2002. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you guys, we're going to kick off with Dracula 2000. Basically, we've already talked about new metal. Like, you know, new metal is essentially just the music representation of a a chain wallet. Um, (laughs) Some some, uh, idiots blame 9-11 for killing new metal. Um, That's that's. Ah. And now I realize because that's a thing, though, like it's gone around. <laughs> there are numerous articles about people stating that new metal died when 9-11 happened. Yeah, like like because like specifically like radio stations and um, uh, like uh, uh, album. Uh, what do you call it? What do you call the like, uh, uh, record label? No, no, nobody wanted to fuck with like the violence yeah. because they thought it was too much. So yeah. a lot of those, especially like, you know, Limp Biscuit you know, with the chain, like, you know, chainsaw, I'll skin your ass or like, it was like fighting music. And then I think a little bit of the, it got another black mark from the Woodstock 99. Yeah. Which I just watched Um, the, I watched the Netflix one this week in preparation for this. Okay. So the the one that shits on Limp Biscuit. They both do, but like like the HBO one was, I saw the HBO one. I feel like they were a little bit more like, it's not Limp Biscuit's fault. Yeah, well, it clear, clearly, clearly, stupid ass promoters. One hundred percent. I know that we're not going to be talking about Woodstock uh, too much, but I do want to <laughs> say that I think it's very fucked up that you know Limp Biscuit took all the heat for that 
when Super no one no one talks about Red Hot Chili Peppers, like what they were doing was so much worse than what and they, they came did. out and played. Yeah, fire. They just, yeah, they just came out and played a bunch of their songs. It was the fucking worst. <laughs> what do you expect <laughs> people to do? Listen to the rap. They Chili played Peppers. a whole set. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, like that, th- like that alone should tell you exactly about a lot of the kinds of people that led the charge behind this genre of music. Obviously not us. We're we're elite. We're elevated. We're smarter. Exactly. We're smarter mm-hmm. new metal fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have this, to get it to get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, this this genre was just chock full of people who saw the crow way too many times. And uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, ra- raise your hand if you ever uh, dress up like the crow for Halloween. There's one hand. That's me. No, that was that was but you. Just, just seriously, me... you guys never dress up as the crow. You no. guys are younger, so you guys probably I, didn't like. I de- well, I didn't dress up. I've dressed up as a crow, just not for Halloween. Oh, no, that was just a that, yeah, that was a mirror thing. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's redo this. Anybody ever put the crow face paint face paint on? And it's still just me. Oh, hey, yeah, all right, it's me. I mean, uh, who now, dressed up as Fred Durst for Halloween? <laughs> did oh, you actually? Hands? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, it was the the year of um. Dragula and also the Family Values tour. It might have been ninety eight. I guess probably the exact same year I did. That's it, hilarious. probably probably. But I remember seeing Fred Durst uh, because of uh, uh, there was some like tour footage of Limp Bizkit on the Family Values tour, and he had the red cap backwards. Yep, me I thought, too. I can pull this off. I don't have an actual <laughs> costume. I'm poor, so I got the Let puffy me. vest. Where did you? I, I can. Where, where did you go? Where, I don't remember. <laughs> where this. did you get a red you hat? Would have been hanging out, but I don't remember. No, this was like before I could drive. So it was just like me hanging out with my family. I think we went to a oh. McDonald's in Catoosa, Oklahoma. And then we just came right back home. It was that is wildly awesome. uneventful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because you know how when you'd go trick or treating at houses, a lot of these like people would grill you about, well, who are you supposed to be? And it was like, if I didn't have the chin strap painted on my face, <laughs> people would just be like, this kid's lazy. Like he's not dressed up as anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, I just would walk, run around telling everyone that I did it all for the nookie. And then now <laughs> thinking about a nine-year-old running around like that is very, yeah, it's a dark timeline. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, uh, who, wants to, yeah. who wants to lead us off with uh, Dracula 2000s? Like, I'll just quickly say it was directed by Patrick Lussier, who, uh, and co-written by Patrick Lussier and Joel Sison. Mm-hmm. Um yeah had no idea like i completely forgot that this movie had two sequels until like we decided to do this i haven't seen this movie since it came out but when it came out i saw it so much uh what are your guys's histories of dracula 2000 this is my first time watching this wild and, and same i also didn't know there was i'm assuming dracula 3000 and 4000 no it's 2000 uh which is called a like, legacy or something yeah, dr- or wait, Dracula 2, Ascension, Dracula 3, Legacy, and then there's Dracula 3000, which I think might be unrelated. <laughs> really? Wow. This is like uh, an asylum. I think two th- or 3000 is not uh, in that time. I think it's like a totally hilarious. separate deal. Are you telling me Dracula 3000 is not canon to Dracula 2? <laughs> it's Fuck. not in the, the Virgin Records canon. But it does wow. have Coolio and Casper Van Dien in it, so shout out, oh, Casper shout Van out, Casper Van Dien, yeah, and Coolio, <laughs> and Coolio, yeah. R.I.P. Um, yeah, but like you know, and yeah, do you was... guys think Virgin Records had anything to do with this album or yeah. with this movie? Do you think they 
sponsor i mean yeah it's like the one man of steel of shitty horror movies <laughs> I, I have i have never seen recently such shameless promotion the whole was like, yeah like vitamin c are- standing in front of the vitamin <laughs> c albums yeah that's funny there should have been like it like we come in on a conversation with one of the co-workers talking to her and they're like no you look exactly like her it's fucked yeah. up she's like i don't see it she i don't get it no self-awareness yeah. in this time yeah <laughs> do you guys remember the vitamin c song oh it's my favorite uh <laughs> was that, what was, that was hold on hold on hold on which song did they do As was it graduation yeah. yeah it was graduation. Yeah, i actually have a, a horror movie that i've i've written that ends with a vitamin that exact song oh my god yes uh, and it's a werewolf flip that's awesome flick, so yeah that's amazing I, um yeah no she'll be in it that sh- oh god yeah i'm sure she's not doing anything these days no. Um, other than meth wait was vitamin c an <laughs> artist or a band boozy artist. i've been trying to tell you this for years vitamin c is an idea <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle it's a way of life <laughs> it's where you make one song vitamin is a decision that you make <laughs> that is vitamin c no the straight up banger of a song though but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i couldn't believe like after watching this movie i was like and then i i put it in imdb like just looking up dracula 2000 and then the sequels came up i'm like oh my god so i fell down the rabbit hole of learning like this movie there's no way it could have done well enough to warrant two sequels and then yeah it uh, the movie had a a budget of 54 million dollars and it ended Damn. up making 47 million so it didn't even make its money back and they still made just two direct to dvd sequels i I'm, you know, I'm honestly starting to question the decisions made by the Weinstein's. This doesn't track at all. It make any goddamn sense. <laughs> I'm yeah. starting to think wild. that this movie yeah. was just made to showcase Verizon. <laughs> yeah, it's Ver- well, Virgin, Verizon, and all of uh, like just getting people to buy CDs and drive <laughs> over. Back in uh, October of 2022, the podcast How Did This Get Made covered this movie, Dracula 2000, and then they have a, a follow-up episode where they do corrections and omissions. And I listened to those back then when it came out, but I re-listened to them today. And they, after watching the movie, and they get into like why this movie got made. And uh, so first of all, it's the actual title of the movie is Wes Craven's I know Dracula 2000, right? But yeah. he has no involvement at all. Around that. Yeah, I've been trying to not. <laughs> it's a, it's a fact. I just, I feel so bad for the man. But look, like he didn't, he put his name <laughs> on it. He probably got paid, right? Oh, so yeah. that's fine. But um, so th- there was, there's no involvement from him. It's not like he was like putting this together or passion project from anyone, as far as I could tell. But it seems like the Weinsteins bought it because it was called Dracula 2000. Yep. J- that, that was is literally it. what happened. Yep. That is yeah. what happened. They, and then he, he wanted to hire Scott Derrickson uh, of yeah. Doctor Strange and Sinister fame to rewrite the script. And then he did. And then Weinstein ended up not taking that either. That's <laughs> well, so fucking insane. <laughs> imagine but... how bad both of those, mo- those scripts were that he <laughs> landed on this one. You guys, you just know that they like, as soon as they heard the title Dracula 2000, they were like throwing the horns up in the meeting. Yeah. They were like, oh. <laughs> but what's funny is, is that this movie was released on December 22nd of 2000. So it's just like barely came in under the deadline for Dracula 2000 to come out at all. So it was like Christmas weekend when this movie fucking came out. I which saw is that. Fucking How, insane, dude. Uh, people, there are people out there who went and saw Dracula 2000 on Christmas Day. 
Oh, for it's sure. a Christmas Day yeah, movie yeah. for them now. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I do know though, like so I think, you know, with enough the the research that I did, I found out like Wes Craven's involvement absolutely had to have been because of Patrick Lucier, who has a very good reputation. I know a lot of people who say he's a really great guy and uh he's definitely talented. But he he was the editor on Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Vampire in Brooklyn, mm. Curse, Red Eye, and the first three Scream movies. He edited all of those wow. movies. Wow. Okay. So like he's very he's a very gifted editor. He also edited Mimic, which is a favorite of Boozy. Oh, yeah. He edited Halloween H2O and Jessica mm. Alba's The Eye Remake and Apollo 18. And <laughs> uh, the Madman also co-wrote Terminator Genesis. <laughs> what the f- he just has a lot of time to do shit i actually preferred terminator sega cd but that's just me <laughs> um, i uh i i gotta be honest with you i've i've never seen this movie before so i watched it this weekend i appreciate and, your um, i had a fucking blast watching this this is just like the Did right actually- kind of trash that i was like okay i have no investment in this at all and uh, so I just went with it and it does get a bit like uh, it pokes fun at religion, which is kind of all I need. You know, yeah. I just want to trash religion all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, like are, are, are we in like spoiler country? Dude, we, we are not going to worry about spoiling Dracula. Okay. The, the fact that Dracula is Judas Iscariot is hilarious to me. I fucking love it. And then they mentioned it's like, oh, because he had he got paid in silver and uh, something else. Like he just he, doesn't like Christians. Yeah, the, the fucking audacity of this movie to like <laughs> recreate so much biblical shit. Like it uh-huh. doesn't offend me in any way. It's just like, oh, they're fucking doing that. I they? love like, it. Yeah. When it was getting to the end, um, uh, you know, they were going to like reveal something. And I was like, what? We were both kind of like, and then my wife goes, uh, oh, my God, is it going to be Jesus? And I was like, oh, I wish it were. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, God, I wish it were going to be it. Jesus. You made your wife watch this with you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, I, is, what did she yeah. think of it? Uh, she thought it was stupid. I, I mean, it. that's the right opinion. We also watched Queen of the Damned and. I want to get okay it. so um, yeah i think we got a lot to ch- we for sure have a lot to chat about but i'm first of all happy to hear you guys both had fun watching this movie though yeah yeah well, i watched queen of the damned first and uh, so this uh, following not to spoil but having this follow up to queen of the damned which uh, no thank you um i was fucking ecstatic throughout this movie i was like this movie fucking rules because queen of the damned is terrible <laughs> but yeah, i think they're both really bad but they're, oh, they're entertaining good, in their own yes. yeah like they're entertaining in their own ways like i can you know i will eventually attempt to defend queen of the damned uh today but <laughs> good I, will, I will try but dracula 2008 it really is just like it's so schlocky and so over the top that like that it is without a doubt more entertaining <laughs> that's why i loved it it reminds it's got yeah. that jason versus freddy vibe like yeah. where it's just stupid but so much fun i i can't believe that this like had a huge budget a big like i didn't obviously i haven't seen this movie till this year but i remember like the buzz for it even as like a little kid like it it had like some sort of name value to it and i don't know why uh, but yeah mm. just just watching it it is it it was odd as fuck and i have to say I don't know if maybe this was just a me thing. It took me probably 25 minutes to figure out that the main guy was 
Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah. The whole whole time I was looking at him, like, okay, he looks familiar, and I don't know if they were just showing like side, like, but yeah, when I found this, oh, that's yeah. So I never thought I'd see Gerard Butler get hung and crucified at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And listen to uh, is it Monster Magnet that he stops on the street? He stops and watches. Yeah. 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 In Canada, it's Monster. Canada, North America, it's Monster Magnet. And then in I think it's Japan, they had One Step Closer. It was the video for Linkin Park's One Step Closer, which the the film ends. They're way ahead of their time. (laughs) And the film ends with One Step Closer, which is also, Mm -hmm. you know, a certified bop. Um, But like that alone. I you know, take Linkin Park or Monster Magnet any day, but it's the shameless promotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh, a, a point no. of contention between yeah, Ross the, and I. Monster Magnet. Monster yeah. Magnet is like one of my new favorite bands. Like I just kind oh, of like no. rediscovered them last year, and I absolutely yeah. fucking love Monster Magnet. I, I will. Them. I hate to admit that, like I know a couple of them, but like when they were playing. Um, Heads explode. I was like, God, I know all the words to this. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Like, here's the thing though. Like, I'm gonna run through this cast here. Gerard Butler is Dracula. Mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer is Van Helsing. Like yep. a fucking A-list, amazing actor. Jennifer Esposito, uh, Omar Epps, who was huge at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Patrick Thomas, who I think was huge for a lot of people. Johnny Lee Miller. Nathan Fillion, who's like a fucking huge, like he's the Firefly, uh, Buffy. He was in Buffy. Castle. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nowhere. That was crazy. But mm-hmm. Shane West. Shane West from a walk to remember. I know he's in it like so briefly. He, he's the guy who gets yeeted off screen. He's the um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the cameraman, uh, which mm-hmm. is a hilarious kill. But like he ended up like having a sort of moment along with it. Like he was in that bucket. We're going to talk about this again with Queen of the Dam, but that horrendous League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. Wasn't he in that? Oh, wow. Right? I think so. That. Yeah. Stuart Townsend from uh, Queen of the Damned was, uh, what's it? The, the fucking uh, Lestat? Or, yeah, he, well, he's Lestat in that movie, but what did he play? Oh, in right. Yeah, I don't what's remember. his character? Fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I just found this. I got to, I got to. Yeah, get it. I mentioned this earlier. Um, uh, script doctor Scott Derrickson told the story of how he got the job working on the film. Harvey Weinstein called him saying, I just bought the script. It's called Dracula 2000. Derrickson replied, Oh, yeah, is it good? Weinstein replied, It stinks. Derrickson asked, So why did you buy it? Weinstein replied, Because it's called Dracula 2000. <laughs> <laughs> this just reinforces the like, Bruh, it, it's fucking. Called yeah. Dracula mm. 2000. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was uh he played Dorian Gray in the unwatchable oh, League. Okay. Extraordinary Gentleman. I can see that. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, Shane West. Uh who who else we got? Yeah, Shane West, Lachlan Monroe, who I actually love, Vancouver Boy from Freddy vs. Jason. He's a scary movie. Small dick's a disability, man. Fucking <laughs> 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 hilarious. And uh Danny Masterson, yuck. Um, yeah, oh, I was happy to see him get fucked up a couple of times in this movie. You know, that was that yeah. was the one good thing. Multiple yeah. times, I yeah. forgot he was in this. Oh man, yeah, yeah. What a but, wa- oh. both of these movies though they are chock full of horrendous VFX, but there is some really good VFX in uh, both of them too. Like I, I honestly, yeah. there was some like weird um, 
black hole sun sound garden shit in this in uh dracula <laughs> 2000 that i was like oh, okay this is fine like the music <laughs> no, yeah. no no like have you seen the the music video oh yeah it's been years but uh you guys know what i'm talking about where it's it's yeah, like Chris a Cor- jesus thing in the and he's like in the background getting crucified it's a sound garden video oh god yeah, we gotta. I'm gonna have to pull that up afterwards. I'm talking about like there's like the he has the eyeball, which is what gets him into the safe, and the mm-hmm. eyeball transitions into the door of the safe. And I'm like, that, oh, was, that cool. was actually pretty yeah. groundbreaking. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. yeah, there was some cool shit. Like I like like you said, like there was some some VFX that were like god awful. Look like yeah. somebody like, did them animals. in five minutes in Photoshop. Um, but then there were other animals. <laughs> There's a bunch <laughs> of animorphs effects in Queen of the Dam. Anytime the, the vampires like f- fucking fly, it turns into <laughs> animorphs. Yeah. Oh man. But then there was some there were some VFX that were like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. I, I was pretty shocked that uh, there was such a discrepancy between some of the shots. Like it was bizarre. I don't know. So boozy, it sounds like you're the one who liked this one the least. Yeah, I I really can't say there's much redeemable stuff for this. I even feel like you don't get a ton of the music. Like the soundtrack for this is pretty sweet, but you mm-hmm. don't see it a lot through. The, it does feel very much like um like a Super Bowl halftime movie. A, a lot of this. Yeah, I'm not a sporto. You, can you explain that? I don't understand what that. It's a uh, it's a uh, like a Coca Cola commercial. <laughs> okay, oh, it, lossy. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely just, a commercial. It's yeah, definitely, it, yeah, it just it, it it feels so disingenuous that way that it's hard to enjoy a lot of it because I just it, it does feel like they're just trying to sell me things that are some mostly not around anymore. Well, that's why it works <laughs> right. is because you don't have to worry about it, it uh, influencing yeah. you because you literally can't step foot inside of a virgin record store yeah just imagine walking into a virgin records when dracula 2000 came out because like that's the thing i saw this movie so many fucking times as a kid and i'm pretty (laughs) sure i didn't like it the first time but i was at that era of my life where you just watch movies that you didn't even like on repeat it's it's something to watch yeah yeah Yeah. it was more of a novelty to be able to watch movies back then yeah the the big thing that stood out to me and that's like kind of my last real thoughts on on dracula 2000 is now like as you know I'm not a 10 year old kid anymore watching this movie, watching it at my age where I'm like, you know, pursuing film and trying to make movies of my own, pay attention to the filmmaking elements. And holy fuck, is this movie the worst that I've ever seen for lighting consistency? Because like, <laughs> and especially in a story about vampires that revolves mm-hmm. around like they can't be out in the sun. It's like Gerard Butler's walking around in fucking blatant daylight. Yeah, and then, I noticed but that. But then like right? two shots later, it's midnight. And like, there's the, <laughs> there's the one, I think it's in the school gym where Omar F says he's turned at that point and, you know, chaos ensues and he uh, stabs him in the eye and then Omar F jumps out the window. And it's like when, when they, when that scene starts, which is, a, it's a total of like five minutes, all this takes place over the course of five minutes. It's like broad daylight. And then the vampires start showing up and then it's like kind of darker. And then once he jumps out the window, it's pitch black inside and it's broad daylight outside. It's just all these inconsistencies that I actually like. I, I found it funny as hell. Um, yeah. And it's like that throughout the movie, that whole the news anchor scene. Yeah, like Gerard, they're, when they're on the plane, when we first see Gerard Butler <laughs> on that plane, it's broad fucking day, like clear, clear skies. <laughs> mm-hmm. He shows up and all of a sudden it's lightning out and it's pitch black. It's like, OK, because movie. 
it is it is one of those weird things, especially with vampires, where you're never quite sure what the rules are because there's like so many of them, yeah. you know, where it's like, well, in this movie universe, what are the rules here or whatever? Yeah. So it, it is kind of weird to have to like figure that out because, yeah, he was in daylight almost all the time. His his skin was so white in this movie that it would reflect light off of. He was like the moon, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of weird to to see all that. I did think it was uh, cool that uh, Johnny Lee Miller, he like pulls out a crucifix and then Omar Epps is like, I'm an atheist, bitch. And then, um, <laughs> but then there's that knife that pops out of it. And I was like, ooh, a crucifix. And he like stabs him on the eyeball with it, you know? And does he say Jesus still loves you or something? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, says something. he does say never fuck with an antique stealer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal. I was like, right. They were that so, down. yeah, they were really <laughs> batting hard for like trying to throw in as many like one liner esque things as possible. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. always had something cool to say. I also thought it was funny that, that anytime anybody got turned after, they were just like, they weren't even versions of themselves anymore. They were like, they were in their Joker era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went sicko mode. They did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh... um, I guess like, like a lot of new metal, do, do you think this movie should be left in the past? I, I mean, I think it sounds like we all had quite a bit of fun watching this one. I was gonna oh, say I no. I had I had fun with this. I I would like if I would I'm you watch to, it again? Yeah, I, I, I certainly okay, would because okay. if if I'm gonna watch the aforementioned Freddy versus Jason, this is like a, a nice like preamble to it because yeah. it's like it's light, it's fun. You got some new metal, but then you know it's not the big event. It's not while we're all here. Yeah, you know that's. Freddy is fire. Jason is water. What can we do with that? You know that's yeah. that's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. That's gonna answer that very important question. <laughs> so no i totally totally agree and uh what i what i will say is i watched dracula 2000 then i watched queen of the or no i watched queen of the damned and then i watched dracula 2000 mm. and then i accidentally watched queen of the damned again so <laughs> are That's you okay exactly what i did I yeah. it wasn't an accident it was because i literally forgot what the fuck happened in queen, queen of the damned. <laughs> Like I literally like, well, last night, so my wife and I watched uh, Queen of the Damned and then I woke up this morning and put uh, Dracula 2000 on. My wife comes in, we watch Dracula 2000. Then I was like, fuck, I do not remember what happens in Queen of the Damned. Like it is gone from my brain, especially because watching like two vampire movies where like music mm. is kind of like involved, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, One like, of these eight- movies does the music way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listener it's up to you to <laughs> <laughs> quickly though apo- please apologize to your wife from us yeah sorry <laughs> she she was fine with it she she enjoyed it Good. um i submitted a way worse than this yeah um but uh no that uh it i was so con- i still am kind of like when we're talking about this i'm like wait did that happen in dracula or did that happen in queen of the dam like <laughs> Yeah, they really do kind of bleed together. Um, I think yeah. before we move on to Queen of the Damned, I want to close out with the track listing of the soundtrack of Dracula 2000. I've got oh, a lot yeah. of notes on Queen of the Damned. Yeah, um, I got that's why I have way more to chat about with Queen of the Damned. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dracula 2000. Jesus Christ, it's happening already. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to get through some of these just because uh, they're not really statements as much as uh, I'm trying to be funny. Vampire leeches. <laughs> um Aren't, aren't leeches already vampiric? They are. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, vitamin C should have pronounced, been pronounced vitamin C. 
Or in Espanol, vitamin, yes. <laughs> Good one. Um, uh, Omar Epps, vitamin Mike Epps. Um, do you think that their mom, whenever they did a good job, do you think their mom was like, good apps? No, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Nathan Fillion and seven of nine, both in this thing. It's huh? say, like, say that again. Uh, uh, we, we've, we've got, uh, uh um, captain, uh, Nathan Fillion from yeah. Firefly. And then also seven of nine, um, who, uh, from Star Trek. Uh, oh Star Trek. See, yeah. I'm not a Star Trek guy. Gary Ryan. Not a Trekkie. Um, no. she was the, uh, uh, the, the news lady that got turned. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 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 The, in that, yeah. In, in that scene too, they showed that like, you know, their reflections don't appear on camera and that's where you get to get <laughs> yeah. a clear yeah. focus of that. It's broad fucking daylight. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's being thrown, <laughs> thrown around by. Yeah. Um, but, but they were both like nineties sci-fi. I mean, I guess you, I guess Firefly was. Not a thing yet. 2000. Yeah. Uh, you know, it became a big roll, cultural roll phenomenon. Here. Um, and then Johnny Lee Miller, <laughs> Johnny Lee Miller, who was in uh, Hackers. So kind of sci fi. Hack the world. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And mm. uh, Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Christopher Plummer are both way too good for this movie 100% I've never seen a man be more not meant to be there that day than than fucking Christopher (laughs) Plummer in this movie when he popped up I was like what oh when he's playing Van Helsing like that was I was in like at that point I was and and we all we all love a fucking Van Helsing who's rich as hell and has like the wall the bookshelves that turn into (laughs) vampire killing tools so awesome (laughs) yeah I mean, um, when you got money, flaunt it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a fa- the the line uh, that was spoken earlier. Like, I'm an atheist, um, mm-hmm. and then it was followed up with "God loves you anyway." And then he, he that's the that one. Movie. God loves Fucking you anyway. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, it's crazy that the writer of uh, Drive Angry with uh, Nicholas Cage <laughs> and Amber Heard did this movie. Um, uh, the way Christopher Plummer pronounced Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love it. Has um, the umlauts like a uh, new metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's throwing mm-hmm. some. He's trying to fit in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they went to a Carfax building. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. I saw that. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I expect to see that little like CGI box walk out. <laughs> offer somebody a deal. <laughs> so, Jennifer Esposito was wonderful to see again. She's she's very attractive, but also I, I thought she was like one of the better actors in this movie. Yeah. And I looked into it. Evidently, she was married to Rocket Raccoon, uh, Bradley Cooper, which I thought was interesting. Oh, and the then Rocket Raccoon? From the the Beatle- Rocket Raccoon. From the Beatles song? Well, that's Rocky uh-huh. Raccoon. Yep. Never mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Beatles uh, wish they could have been corn. <laughs> some say limp biscuit is the beatles of new metal the beatles walked so limp biscuit could run <laughs> um and then like the the end scene where it has that uh the english lady with the uh, with the short hair she's like fighting uh gerard butler on top of the roof but she's like fighting in sandals and i just cannot take anyone seriously fighting in sandals that's that's one of the things that took me out of it for shang chi and the legend of the ten ring out in the in the wind I'm just, I'm just like i can't i can't do it yeah put your if you're if you're gonna be running or fighting put your little toesies away yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's not a wear, wear steel toes or something. Mm-hmm. Get some Timberlands. There's a, a point in the movie when we first see Dracula, he's shirtless and we get to see his abs. He's not quite fucking Leonidas from 300, but, you know, better no. than me for sure. Yeah. But then like later he shows up with a, a T-shirt and I think it's like after he goes to the mall. Mm-hmm. So even though we got to see him walk through a music store, he later went to get a T-shirt and we didn't get to see that part of the shopping experience. No, I would have liked to have seen that. You <laughs> but know? we've all but, we've all had that on our wish list since we were young that we want to see Dracula wander around a mall. Yeah, I would <laughs> say just, so. Yeah, just do mundane tasks like, mm-hmm. you know, stops at the food court, decides between Subway and some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I must try this hot dog on the stick. <laughs> This movie, the soundtrack, like you're getting ready to talk about, Mitch, has a lot of new metal in it, but the movie itself doesn't necessarily have that much. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, noticed that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of want some more of that. But uh, there's like a, a scene outside uh, where people are partying and uh, Static X is playing. Otsego. Shout out. Uh, that, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I was talking about before. Where are all these parties where people are just listening to metal? Like, let's fucking there's... start one. Let's go. <laughs> Static X party at my house. Let's go. Absolutely. Rest That's in power. Peace, Wayne. Yeah. 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 No, it's um, yeah, parties hit different now that we don't have Wayne static at all of them. <laughs> 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 it's not the same. It is not the same. Okay. You guys ready for the soundtrack? We got <laughs> the, the, the track listing. It's 15 songs. It leads off with Power Man 5000, Ultra Mega, uh, Disturbed, A Welcome Burden. So are already not as strong as uh, as what we're about to get to, but Slayer mm-hmm. Bloodline, not not my metal. Is is Slayer new metal? <laughs> is, is Slayer new metal? I like that no. one. They're posers. Uh, they, they, they have one, one album. album that's new metal, and I, I think Bloodline is is somewhat new metal esque. Yeah, for Slayer, yeah. for Slayer. Yeah, you guys did an episode on that one, didn't you? We did. Yeah, <laughs> Diabolus in Musica, starring Vitamin Yes. Z. <laughs> uh, System of a Down, the Metro, Monster Magnet, Heads Explode, Godhead featuring Marilyn Manson, Break You Down. Boo, boo, yeah. tomatoes. Uh, Lincoln Park, One Step Closer, nice. Pantera, Avoid the Light. Uh, yeah. Boo, yeah. Pantera. Static X, <laughs> Otsego, Undead. Um, yeah. Head PE. Do you guys remember Head? Oh, I sure <sighs> do. Yeah. Yeah, we did an episode on Head PE, their first album, and we did not like it. No. Uh, that was that was a, a solid thumbs down from both of us. But I do like the song that was played in this. It's from their uh, sophomore album, uh, Broke. I thought yeah. that was better than the the first album, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, and the the song on this one, yeah, it's Swan Dive. Um, and then we got Taproot, Day by Day. Boozy, yeah. are you a Taproot guy? I fucking love Taproot. Really? I, I yeah. never got into it. Endo, Malice, never got into Endo. I never know. heard of Nendo. No. I never heard of Flybanger either. I smoke Endo. Flybanger? Did you get, like, I don't know who Flybanger or who Half fuck is this? No. Huh. Yeah, those are the nope. next two. And then, the, of course, it sounds the like they made those two up as filler. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> but the soundtrack caps off with, it caps off strong with saliva. Your disease. <laughs> I swear that I I was picturing in my brain that that was going to be the end song for the movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it cuts to like filmed footage and then goes to credits on. And that's my 
you yeah. know it but no it never never quite got there but in, we did get one step closer as the end credits i was, I was gonna that say was in terms good. of where lincoln park was at this time were they already like popping off like crazy this or do you think just this pro- was happening yeah like do you right. think this probably helped them gain traction Absolutely. people are like leaving the theater and they're yeah. stopping and they're like i wish i had a phone and a device where you could hold it up called shazam and you could just mm-hmm. yep <laughs> No, everyone, everyone uh, jumped on the Lincoln Park train after this. And, and uh, how could yeah, you not? Hybrid whole, theory? Yeah, hybrid theory. Got a whole bunch of Gundam Wing videos. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a time where everybody like pretended to be into that shit because Lincoln Park was. Straight up. So our the yeah. editor on our film drew its hand who has not received a penny from doing the film with us. Like he he's just done everything. <laughs> like he's the night. Ooh, he's the brag. No, he, like, he's worked his ass off. And like, of course, I'm going to find a way to pay him something some at some point. He's one of mm-hmm. my best friends and he put in so much work. But I asked him, I was like, if you could get something that isn't money, what would you want? He instantly said, uh, Lincoln Park hybrid uh, Gundam wing. <laughs> wow okay and make it happen captain oh my god it, it those are fucking expensive now like they're like 500 I'm bucks sure. minimum to find one of those lincoln park gundam wings um mm-hmm. but yeah that was dracula 2000 so it sounds like we are like it sounds like you guys liked it more than both boozy and i did like i'm mm-hmm. i give the movie a pass that it's like i've watched way less entertaining movies like I, I wasn't bored watching Dracula. It, it was the better so. of the two vampire movies we're going to be talking about. Oh, I, that's mm, okay, crazy yeah. to hear because when we started this podcast, Boozy had always you maintained uh, a love for Queen of the Damned. So I want to hear wow, what has changed. Um, interesting. So you guys want to chat about Queen of the Damned now? Yeah. Uh, one final thing I'll say about Dracula 2000 that I was surprised by, because I didn't watch trailers or, or read descriptions about what the movies were about. I just kind of went into them. But I was delighted to see that a heist was involved in Dracula 2000. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not uh, planned well at all. It was nope. just there's no <laughs> n- no research went into that heist uh, nope. at any any point it's one guys. of the sloppier on-screen heists absolutely yeah like there uh-huh. is uh, i also love that they don't address the fact that they carried a fucking coffin just out down the side of a mountain or some <laughs> shit like they're just like yeah it's in the plane now yeah yeah <laughs> no, i love I, that there was a close-up nipple shot during the during the uh, opening do you get you guys catch that to, oh, to show how edgy and metal they were there in queen of the damned yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, we're moved on to okay. Yeah, no. We, oh Brent, shit, are we not moved on? Brent, Brent was just talking about the uh, the. I uh, assumed we were poorly planned so, heist. And, oh okay. shit! So I was like, bad. did I miss I a, literally a nipple heist? Happened. No, okay. but d- you, you will have your shot here because mm-hmm. my god, does this movie have an opening? It's a fear, a fear that turns to horror. Irresistible vampire Lestat. A presence so powerful. It has awakened an ancient evil. Akasha. Queen of the Damned. She takes pleasure in only one thing. Destroying life. Human and immortal alike. Let her come. 
Come out, come out, wherever you are. I've come to give you the world. We are the powerful. We should walk fearless in the open. The start has joined with Akasha. He's lost to us now. Step aside. Never. Join me or die. All she wants is hell on earth. We must fight Akasha. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Queen of the Dam came out in 2002 and is based off the third installment in the Anne, in Anne Rice's beloved Vampire Chronicles. And, is, <laughs> and this film is intended to be a sequel to the 1994 interview with a vampire starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Kristen Dunst. Of course, we all thought it when we uh, watched absolutely. it. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, you told me that wasn't Tom Cruise? you guys know for sure that when ann rice was writing this she's like i hope there's a cool ass new metal version (laughs) she's a big corn fan yeah there's one thing we know about ann rice (laughs) they were the star they were the jefferson starship of the 2000s (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the screenplay was written by scott abbott and michael petroni scott abbott doesn't have any writing credits after this until 2014 when he returned as a writer on the rosemary's baby short-lived tv series which is widely oh. known uh, to be one of the biggest television failures of all time uh but, <laughs> but those reviews didn't keep him down in 2017 <laughs> stay strong brother in 2017 he returned as the writer on the tv movie version of the watcher in the woods Directed by everyone's childhood sweetheart, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, <laughs> you see, directed by Melissa Joan Hart? She she directed that film uh, that Scott wow. Abbott wrote. Yeah. And then Michael Petroni, the other writer, he, on the other hand, went on to write screenplays like The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and Anthony Hopkins starring flop, The Right. Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen? Yeah. It, no. it is. It's it so is bad. So bad. And uh, that famously started his he would tag Anthony Hopkins would tag scripts NAR oh, and people yeah. were like, what, what does that mean? And on the scripts and he, he explained it after he wrote it on both the, the first two Thor movies uh-huh. uh, that they stand for no acting required. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so boom roasted. Um, but that didn't scare this man away from the religious horror subgenre because he is returning again with the upcoming Russell Crowe starring film, the Pope's Exorcist. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? No. That comes no. out in like three weeks. And wow. Oh no. Oh that boy. can't be good. Yeah. That's the Pope's an awful a- name. It is. And it's based off uh, Father uh, Amorth, who was the like the priest behind the original The Exorcist. It's going to be great. Russell, what <laughs> you, you did unhinged. We were yeah. going like things were going up. Yeah. Brent doesn't agree with us. Be uh, boozy. We love unhinged. Oh, I, I'm big. Yeah, so, so good. Um, I should also mention, though, that he did write the screenplay for The Book Thief in 2013. I've never seen that, but it they've received an Oscar nomination for the score, <laughs> not not the uh, not the script. 
Well, um, I, that makes sense to me. I don't know why anyone would ever want to steal <laughs> a book. That's why we have yeah. libraries that you could just have them for free. Exactly. And people are still like, nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't no. That. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, if you don't return it, it's not stealing. Yeah, I'll wait yeah. till it hits Netflix. Um, <laughs> the Queen of the Damned was directed by Michael Reimar, who has gone on to direct a ton of popular TV episodes like Battlestar Galactica, The Killing, American Horror Story, Hannibal, Jessica Jones, and The, Ma- the Man in High Castle. Um, it's like the that's you know there's a lot of things you can say about this movie but a lot of it looks good like it like looks like it was you know it has a style it Um, it definitely yeah i will give it that is it it definitely has it's uh, you know you're watching queen of the damned yeah (laughs) (laughs) it has some really good sets in it like legitimately great yep realistic looking sets totally yeah and uh yeah, the film gets it's, it gives you something to look at while the actors are on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film stars Aaliyah, uh, rest in peace. All right, does, it, oh. does it star no. her? I yeah. know, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Aaliyah, she lived a short and tragic life, obviously. She was yeah. a victim of R. Kelly at the young age of 15, and she Jesus. died in a por- plane crash shortly after principal photography was completed on this movie. So, yeah. Um, bummer uh yeah even though we are very likely about to beat this movie to a pulp i think it's important to acknowledge that Aaliyah is like the furthest thing from the problem in this movie oh i don't know if you guys would agree but i feel like part of it she is and yeah for sure (laughs) you could tell she's having fun a a couple of things on this so the this movie came out on february 22nd of 2002 so beyond it being about vampires and involving new metal it also involves being released on the 22nd of its given month, just like Dracula 2000 did. So there's some nice like mm. uh, cross contamination there. Yeah, that's in. And then like uh, Aaliyah died <laughs> on August 25th of 2001. So well before this movie came out. So to her knowledge, this movie was going to be saved in the editing bay mm. and she didn't have to uh, like actually watch the movie because yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a mess, though. I will say when I was finished, because I watched Dracula 2000 first, and then I watched this at the end of Dracula 2000, like I said, a little bit disappointed that there wasn't more new metal involved. This one is a goddamn new metal movie right away. It is loaded. It jumps right into it. Yeah. And well, I mean, Jonathan Davis did all the music for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. About and that. was literally like kind of a star in it. I mean, his vocals were. He has a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does have a cameo. Yes. But I mean, he, he was singing like uh-huh. that was all him. Lestat was. Jonathan Davis. And it looked totally natural coming out of his body. Look, I couldn't. I, I was, <laughs> so he's done a really good. He's he, he's <laughs> like that. It's so uncomfortable watching. That's it the is. thing, though, is like, yes, jo- like we can make fun of. Actually, we've been doing pretty much nothing but praising Jonathan Davis on this one. But the guy's mm-hmm. clearly gifted at what he does. He's got his own style. But yeah. even his his voice is so unique that it looks weird coming out of his body. it doesn't it shouldn't be coming out of any orifice no (laughs) yeah that's yeah that that was one of the fucking i remember even as a child watching this movie i I was like that just doesn't look right uh and i don't know do you guys like Stuart townsend i don't want i I feel so like i never want to just beat the shit out of someone someone for it's hard making movies and it's hard being given this task to play that role Mm -hmm. And I think Stuart Townsend tried his best, but I can't. All I can see when I watch this movie and him in particular is Butters going through his goth phase in South Park. <laughs> like, am I alone on this one? 
Like, <laughs> what, what are your guys' takes on Stuart Townsend in this movie? I, I don't remember ever seeing this fella before. So this was new to me. But I, I Ross and I went to go see, along with our friend Adam, uh, we went to go see that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, like weekend of release in theaters. So evidently I have seen him, but he, he just looks like a, a, a random white guy to me. Yeah, he's Dorian. Like he's Dorian Gray in the League uh, of Extraordinary. Is he? They were just going for like um, somebody who looks vaguely like Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, uh, that Good was pull. their yeah that was their criteria for it. And yeah, I I get that they're trying like the whole th- this whole thing is about like vampires are sexy and we're sexy. Let's be sexy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he doesn't naturally ooze it it just feels yeah. awkward it's, it's off like a parody it's like um <laughs> God, it does he looks like uh like he has no charisma you know yeah. even though like like it took me forever until the very like the very end of the movie is when i realized that uh the the main actress not Aaliyah, but the the one from Mighty marguerite Ducks. moreau which oh you know God. i don't want to be a toxic man but uh Hoba, hoba. <laughs> when, when I saw her, I was like, oh, my God, that like she, I had such a crush on her in the Mighty Ducks movies. And then I oh saw her God, in this. Yeah. I had no idea she was in this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, is that is she from the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. And I I was shocked and also like, you know, kind of personally offended that she had the hots for Lestat, whom my phone autocorrected to Lester. So that's how I will be addressing Lestat from this point forward. Yeah. Boozy, um, I think you were really onto something, though, with the Gavin Rossdale thing. It's like, w- yeah. that would have been... Can you imagine if they would have just used Gavin, got Gavin Rossdale in this role and got him to do the music? I know that Bush wasn't as popular as Korn at this very given moment, but, like, the guy... He, they, can, I, he can drop lines like, Hellfire, I was born of this. Yeah. No, totally. And uh, he's great in Constantine. He is. <laughs> I love Constantine. Well, uh, Gavin Rostell, he did the he had like a song for American Werewolf in Paris. Paris. Yeah. yeah. Mouth. It was like that mouth remix. Hell so, yeah. you know, there, there could have been a little bit of something there. Yeah. Um, the Marguerite Moreau. Highly recommend um, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The movie plus the two subsequent TV shows. She's in all of them. Um, she fucking she's so fucking funny the the first movie and then the first tv show are goddamn like some of the funniest shits i've ever seen in my entire life i've, I've seen yeah. some funny shits yeah that's this that's i've never gotten i've never seen any of the wet hot american summer stuff and oh, i know man. i've been told this week i was told that i should be watching it holy shit it's so fucking funny so fucking funny uh vampire what was it vampire freaks was that the website that you were always on boozy Oh, I loved vamp- vampirefreaks.com. Was yeah, that? <laughs> I'd never even heard of this. Well, come on, guys. Don't act like you haven't heard of this place. No, I, I haven't. I mean, we're we're much older than you. We're we're both uh, pushing 60. Well, so this was you go time, perhaps you'd go on there and then you'd go to like fear.com mm-hmm. and it would be scary. And Just and then people. Yeah, and then it would probably be your bedtime, so you weren't allowed on the computer, the family computer anymore. Remember when everyone's computer was in the living room? Yes, and then that's where you were downloading Last Resort on LimeWire. (laughs) Oh man, I got yelled at every time. I try and like hide the fact that I had LimeWire open. It's like, are you giving the computer AIDS again? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I remember because I remember trying to hide a boner in the living room from my parents because <laughs> I was looking at porn. Yeah. Oh my god, man, you're brave. Yeah, Tia Carrera. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were they in the house? Like, were you like doing a Mission Impossible kind of situation, or were, did they come home? Oh, like we we have like a pretty like our house is like uh, it's like a mid century house. It's like super long. Um, mm-hmm. So like the living room is at like one end. Right. So and you can like, you had like lots of jerk off time. Yes, you've got like right. you can see someone coming. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah, you can. And they were probably distracted by everything. Everybody loves Raymond in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Be watching probably. that while you're downloading uh, the Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal video. Just no, they were watching like Home Improvement or something. Yeah. Remember, we're older than you. Home Improvement. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I uh, look. I jerked off in. I jerked off in the SUV with my entire family. <laughs> watching they were into it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want yeah i want to know more but it was like oh okay so everybody was in on it then that's perfectly fine that's yeah no question it was never a, it was never a question of do you want to play okie cookie it it was more like <laughs> how okie will the cookie be oh like you had to God. pick it up with a spatula at a certain point no disgusting. like in, in my defense i was like 13 years old and we had like a suburban and you know, it was like three seater. So there's lots of space. The front yeah. seat. My brother and sister were in the middle. And I was in the back seat because I was like tall. So I was like, I get the back seat, had a blanket, and just pretended I was like, oh, I'm going to read my book under this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your bravery, King. You're welcome. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, hey, wow, he old, is reading that off. book fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real page turner, mom. <laughs> Oh my god, real quick. You remember that part in Dracula 2000 where Johnny Lee Miller furiously opens a book at uh, the (laughs) vampire and it throws pages at him? (laughs) I rewind that a couple times because I'm like, did he load something? Like, is it it a gun Bible? I don't understand. No, he just opens up a Bible and it just like paper cut the shit out of Dracula. Yeah. Wait, did we forget to mention Dracula 2000, that fucking weird ass gun he had the whole time? Oh, it looks so impractical and stupid. Like Mm. it it never looked cool once. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome gun. Yeah, it's cinema, baby. Uh, (laughs) And speaking of cinema, Warner Brothers, uh, they were in their final year of having the rights to like the Anne Rice trilogy. So they just needed to rush something out really fucking quick. So that's why they they rushed this thing into production and immediately hired writers just to fast track the movie. And every second of the torturous process is reflected in this finished product. Like you can just tell it is so fucking half baked. And like, yeah, (laughs) that's like the big thing that you can feel throughout the whole thing is like it just it's like, well, what's hot right now? What are what are the kids liking in it? And you just hear (laughs) corn fucking god some of some great jonathan davis's songs on here but oh like, for real some of them are like this is that just control too- song yes some yeah. fucking rules that- i like unironically have that on like uh i i have every year i start like uh this was songs i was digging in you know 20 whatever so i can go back through the years and be like oh yeah you know whatever mm-hmm. so uh this year i put that control on my uh on my spotify playlist yes nice. it's, it's so a good. banger it's a banger no there are there are a couple of good songs and like i i originally i knew about the songs on this before i had ever actually which uh coincidentally thanks to limewire 
because you know <laughs> looking looking through the corn stuff and it would be like jonathan davis featuring corn queen of the damned featuring you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, the right, stupid long names yeah so i i knew about that and like yeah there's still a couple of really good songs on there yeah no there there definitely are and uh i do think it's funny how like there's a couple songs that were written by jonathan davis but then they were eventually performed by like david drayman of disturbed mm-hmm. and chester bennington and wayne static yeah. And it's because like Jonathan Davis was too busy to get them done. Can you imagine? There's a there was a time where Jonathan Davis was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had read that there was an issue with the label. I think it was Sony, and they wouldn't allow him to have his voice appear on the like soundtrack. Oh, that probably it, it, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it was it was a record uh, label thing. Mm-hmm. Which is so Virgin. fucked up be- because like Imagine you're Jonathan Davis. You have this huge opportunity. You get to write these songs. You get to be the voice of Lester, the yep. main vampire yep. of this movie. And uh, I mean, that's cool. And you, you've you got all these songs ready to go. And then the record label says, no, we don't want you to have your voice on it. So I think maybe it was like a, a some weird workaround to mm-hmm. where he had like a bunch of his friends come through and, and do the vocals. Yeah. Which right. is, they, were, they were like, get the get the guy from Disturbed, I guess. Yeah, well, at, at yes. that time, at the time, he was he was uh, like, did you? Let's let's be yeah, honest. Disturbed here. was pretty big. I feel like at that time. Yeah, right? let's be honest. We we all went. Did you ever like? I never had a disturbed. I've nope. hated him since day one. So yep, I of same. course I of course feel that way now. But there was <laughs> a day where Stupefy and Down with the Sickness were <laughs> I, dope as shit for me. I like that first album quite a bit, or at least yeah. I remember liking it. But it was uh, not really the the lead singles from it but like mm-hmm. the rest of the album i thought was pretty good voices i liked that was a single but um i i like some of the, the weird little like electronic flourishes they've got got yeah. on that one but i think david draymond is a good singer i don't always like disturbed songs but mm-hmm. i think he has a, a nice voice or right. can't have a nice voice yeah, he's great like he's very talented but he just is like a human affliction shirt <laughs> so it becomes <laughs> um, a little bit I guess just just speaking to I just want to say kind of to the longevity of it and talking about Jonathan Davis, um, just because I'm a little bit of a a corn head. I'm a little bit of a I think we're all corn cobs here. Welcome. to Yeah, we're corn cobs. Corn cob TV. He'll uh, I didn't read shit. (laughs) I didn't fucking do this. I didn't fucking do it. Um, yeah, he'll, you know, it's fine. Um, like he still pulls out these songs and will play them live. Really? Yep. That's cool. That's yeah, right. so, so yeah. That, and that there's like videos up from like the last couple of years, but that just kind of speaks to like people actually really enjoy the song. I think that the, the soundtrack carries more of a legacy than the, the movie itself. Listen, I, this soundtrack I, fucking smacks. It's, I, I, I know, but I, I think that's that's so cool that we're you know like you're still having remnants of it to this day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I remember seeing the soundtrack, like the the image of the like um, the album cover art for the soundtrack, and also the movie poster will forever be tattooed on my brain because it's on the back of so many comic books that I bought and still have to this very day. And I'm just like, yeah, this this will always be with me no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those definitely. Cool and and uh, uh, there was that song uh, Control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 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 I know we kind of touched on it, but 
that makes a lot of sense because I was so confused as to why, like, you go and listen to the soundtrack and it's, you know, obviously not Jonathan Davis, except for on mm-hmm. like a few songs or whatever. Um, but I, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, it's because he's doing the voice in the song. So maybe they're trying to do some like meta thing where it's like another band. Like, you know, you wouldn't have Lestat singing it. Okay. This is, I'm getting. I, I put way too much thought into this. <laughs> no, I was thinking I, that I love to do something clever by doing that, but now now that it makes now that I hear that no, it was just a label thing. Label deal. It mm-hmm. took all the magic out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Anne Rice uh spoke out about the movie saying that it was a terrible disappointment for her and the many readers as she believed it mutilated her own work. So glowing I don't review. think so. I think this holds up, honestly. Yeah. Like what were what were the other movies? Interview with a Vampire was one. Yeah, more like, her. More like Interview really with a Vampire. Well, <laughs> hey, you don't like it? No, I love that movie. Oh, okay. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's actually fucking awesome. And but can it, like when I saw this as a kid, I didn't piece together that they were connected. So I'm like, how could you? Yeah, there's no way. There's, it's, it's yeah, there's good. no DNA here that you can like. No. no. Well, but, is there a third movie? In that trilogy, this is the third movie. So they skipped the second one. Like, they this just skipped the, the second one. They skipped the second book, and they for sure it's because the the premise of the third one, which is Queen of the Damned, does take place around Lestat having a rock band that awakens this other. <laughs> it awakens him. Like yeah, so it's like the synopsis of this movie. It's about vampire Lestat who's awakened from his eternal slumber when he hears a band practicing rock music in his house. He of course decides <laughs> to join the band. As the lead vocalist, and the band quickly becomes described as the most successful band in all of music. Um, well, look. So, if this movie didn't doors. come out, if this movie didn't come out when it did, you know, the new metal era, if yeah. it came out before, he likely would have been in a grunge band. If it were after, he would have been in like an emo band. So, yeah. well, I, mean, I feel like this is actually whoa, the- whoa. He would have just been in Hinder. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I feel like the this is actually based off of real events on how Glenn Danzig joined the Misfits. Like that's the only explanation <laughs> as to how Danzig came to be. He woke just, up in his but coffin. Like, <laughs> just, just overall, four foot coffin. Just... Overall, Sorry. what a Sorry, silly, <laughs> silly idea for like a vampire that the, like this vampire can do whatever the fuck he wants, but he just wakes up and joins a band. Yeah. That's and, just and right away, right away. comes across these people and look, Ross and I were both from Oklahoma. So we are from the South. So oh, when I, when he happens upon that band that are like full in, like wearing stage attire practicing, <laughs> but, and then he talks to them and then um, I guess they're like real musicians, but the bulk of them are from Australia and I was like, I know something's fucking up here because I do not buy these like hillbilly accents at all. Not even a little bit. That makes a and lot of they, sense. Then they end up going to London anyway, and then they like come back to California. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very like, if you, like that was a choice that had to be made, but okay, it's strange. But I do like that that was Dracula's, uh, or not Dracula, uh, Lester. I want to get it right. Uh, <laughs> that was his approach. It's like, he just wanted to like be popular for some reason i i really struggled like keeping track of like what this movie was about like what the plot was i i, I don't I feel, understand i feel like uh lester lestat's um his motivations are that of like an edgy 14 year old 
<laughs> like if if an edgy 14 year old was like you're you're a vampire now it's like i'm in a rock band i live yeah, forever i want everyone to know Butters i'm a vampire from south park literally like, <laughs> well, i thought like a whole part of, of being a vampire is like this unwritten rule of kind of like you keep that shit on the down low you know it's like he a loves yeah. talking about it yeah it's a secret club um and this guy's out on his like hitler tv holding press conferences but like looking at a specific person in the audience it was like nobody nobody said anything yeah okay all right anyways here's me climbing a wall (laughs) yeah yeah he's like he's done his press conference he's like bring me women yeah yeah, this movie's it's horrible. Very 14 energy, 14 year old energy. <laughs> it yeah. is. It's big time. But you can't deny the absolute bop that is Papa Roach's Dead Cells. Oh my God. But just that, that was, great that was moment. Yeah, I, I liked uh, about half of that first album, I do have to admit. Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't listened to it since I was 10. Like, I only listen to real music now, like Lamp Biscuit. But, um, nice. <laughs> but like, I love that, that first Papa Roach album. Um, yep. but yeah, like the anamorphs effects that are throughout this movie mm-hmm. is just incredible. <laughs> like when they, they have, they basically recreate Woodstock and then they're all jumping up on the stage and like, yeah, you, we had already mentioned how Aaliyah is like, she comes in 50 minutes into this fucking movie. Yes. I noted that. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. was, it was so weird. Like I, I genuinely thought she was, she was like the only person I knew that was in the movie mm-hmm. and she's front and center mm-hmm. on the, the poster, the soundtrack, all of it. And she doesn't come in until 50 minutes in. I'm like, am I watching the right movie? It was this weird, is, but this is classic, like low budget horror tactics where they yeah. get somebody in for like three minutes and they put them right on the front of the cover. Yeah, that's all this was just on a big budget. And she, she does steal the show. Uh, oh, my God. I think yes. she has a bit of help when she's making out with Lester in a, in a hot tub full of blood to death tongues. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to like some shitty ass montage. Of, like, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. I was like, I am into this right here. And then it cuts, and I'm like, well, fuck best, off. Best of course, part the, of the best thing you're doing, you just like, yeah. yeah. She really like, you know, she really does chew this thing up. Like she, oh. like every moment that she's on screen, she's, she's committed walking, in a whole different way. Yeah, it's like it's oh, too man. bad that we couldn't get her. In <laughs> she like, was a movie. really. Yeah, she was really bringing like way better and more professional energy to this than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> you could tell that she, she she just you could tell she was having fun doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she she brought some bravado to the mm-hmm. performance. I think she I felt like she like walked with some like regality and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, I I do wonder because like anytime an actor has vampire teeth in their mouth that are like visible, it fucks up like what how they speak, you know? So yeah. oftentimes I've noticed that they have to go back in and, and dub in new audio. They have to ADR it. Mm-hmm. And hers was, that wasn't the case for her. So I'm wondering if maybe she like died before they could do that. Do you not know this? No. They, they, so she did die and she obviously spoiler alert. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to tell you this. Brent. <laughs> yeah. No, but like uh, she died before she could do any of the ADR work. So they got oh, her, right. brother, they got her brother in. And then they pit, they pitched his voice down and used what? Yeah. Like I, not, I knew it had an effect on it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I bet oh this is God. like to enhance some of it. Boozy, show us your shirt. What are you wearing right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing <laughs> the, the corn untouchables up. That's a fucking sick shirt. Which I 
I've got to admit, I have I have stood by that I think Untouchables is their best album. But it, it's really follow, okay. it's follow the leader. Yeah. Follow the leader. But Untouchables I, no, I, is a close second. I'm pretty hard on Untouchables. Yeah, Untouchables that is yeah. Here issues. to stay. Yeah, issues. I think uh, "Wake Up Hate" is an incredible song. Mm-hmm. For my We're memory, gonna wake you up. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, da. That was that you just remind me of, and now Ross isn't going to hear it. I'm praising your podcast. Oh, no, here he comes. Uh, here he comes. What you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah, Westmoreland shirt. That's a fucking mm-hmm. sick shirt. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Thanks, man. See, I don't have anything like that, you guys, because I'm an adult. But um, <laughs> I've got I've just, just got my my Camp Crystal Light shirt on. Oh, oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. You get thirsty. And did you guys know that Stuart Townsend was originally cast as Aragon in Lord of the Rings? What? No. What? He was going to be he was going to be Aragon and they shot four days with him and then ended up recasting Viggo Mortensen. Wow. He got Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah big time yeah. so was he, it just because he sucked or did people just not like him oh he's too young because like i don't know i even i wouldn't say that he's even in this movie he just wasn't given anything to work with like the the dialogue was rough like the, man i don't know like Aaliyah, she could get away with it because she didn't have a lot of dialogue it was so much <laughs> physical acting yeah i feel like like that's why you know i have an easier time praising her like in this movie like she she did everything she could with the material she was given Stuart Townsend was expected to deliver some fucking horrible lines. So it's like that dude didn't stand a chance. And like uh, his mentor, I can't remember his name, but they had several scenes together and all of it was like cringy to me. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I don't, I don't was, like any of this, dude. It was so weird. It was, yeah, it was his mentor was treating him like a dog for most of it. <laughs> A little bit, but also I thought they were going to start like that's making out and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> that's but, like, just vampire energy. They're a little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I kind of expect that, but like they never did. So I, I felt like I was just like edging either way. It's like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fucking raw dog in this fence. Lean me over to one side or the other with it. But were yeah, they trying to are... do like an interview with a vampire thing where it was um, like, like Brad Pitt and uh, Tom Cruise were. Like there was like some subtle homo energy, yeah. homoerotic energy in there. Uh, why does it sound better if I say homoerotic? If I say homo energy, that sounds so horrible. <laughs> homoerotic energy. Um, I wondered if they were kind of going for that, but pro- look, I'm giving I, this movie way too much credit. I just think I just too. think they're just like vampires are horny. Like I think they're horny. Yeah, their default times. is just like rock hard. <laughs> yeah shout out default <laughs> which is weird because they don't have any blood or like right they have no heartbeat how do they get a boner what you all their bloods in their pee pee yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously okay okay well, maybe not no more questions do you, okay I, I, so like that's like a common vampirism that they can like charm people because he does this like a fuckload mm-hmm. in the in listad does this like all the time do, do you think it works on animals yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they can turn into animals, right? So it stands That's to reason what, yeah. they were trying to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We wolf. did mention the Dracula 2000s werewolf effect. Oh yeah, oh, you, wow. You I sent me a picture of that. Oh my video, god! Yeah. Like when it gets hit by the the stake, it turns into bats. Turns into yeah. bats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turns so into seventy four bats and flies away. <laughs> I love. It looks amazing. If you notice in that scene when he grabs her, he does like two full like rolls on the ground and then like totally yeah. unnecessary. Like two full rolls yeah. comes up and shoots 
with that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wachowski's learned a thing or two about <laughs> action making, action filmmaking. <laughs> Dracula 2000. Oh wait, that's Dracula 2000, isn't it? Wait, hold it on. was yeah. Yeah, that no, was no, no, yeah. No. Sorry, we we that was Dracula 2000. Yeah, I, I I pulled us back there. Oh, because okay. I forgot to men- I forgot to mention the werewolf, which well, is a great. Okay, moment. that's right. That's right. Look, while yeah, while we're on the topic of special effects, going back to Queen of the Damned. Uh, like you'd mentioned, the anamorph type blur of them like moving mm-hmm. fast, like oh. that never works. It always looks like shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. did of the time. it. I watched Twilight recently, and they they do it in Twilight, oh like which wasn't that long ago. No, um, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I guess. Oh, fuck. I guess it was long. That was like fifteen years ago. So, <laughs> uh, Boozy, you and Mitch would know this uh, better since you're both in the film industry. So when you decide to make a vampire movie. Do you have like a vampire movie starter kit and that weird shitty blur effect is like one of the first things you can load up on your PC? I would I'm just gonna throw my two cents in here that I guess it depends like how sexy you want to go with it. Cause yeah. there, you know, like it let the right one in, mm-hmm. like isn't very sexy. Well, I hope not. It's about nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It, it we're talking very about sexy. vampire movies. It implies that there's <laughs> some very... sexiness. It's just not very sexy. I feel like the, there is something about the vampire subgenre, though, that people want to try and reinvent the wheel at all times, and it almost never works out. Like, even a movie that I love is 30 Days of Night, which is oh. the vampire, that vampire movie. But even that has some, like, they, he was messing with, like, some, like, fucking speeding everything up, so... It didn't have the anamorphs effect, but it also was so unnatural. So mm. I don't know. Like it's it's a tough one to crack. That's why I'm like let the right one in, and then you know uh, there's another one. My heart can't beat unless mm-hmm. you tell it to. I like those more like human vampire movies. But that's the name this of a movie. A... My heart can't beat unless you tell it to. Yeah, I know it's uh, it sounds like a Follow Boy title, but it's a good <laughs> it, yeah, it's like every metalcore. Yeah, type it, it sounds like, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. Yeah. It's on, uh, yeah, it's on Shutter too, if you have it. But oh, uh, yeah, we became uh, buddies with the director. He's been on the show and everything, and like, and it was because I loved the fucking movie. And I, I talked about on letter, I rated on Letterbox and said, "Don't let it scare you away that this sounds like a follow boy title." <laughs> yeah. And then the director saw that and laughed and sent me a message. But wow, wow that's yeah, cool. He's, it's a great movie though. It's very, no Spider yeah, One, it's... but you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. But like, oh wow, vampires are a tough one to crack. Okay, let, and... let's all just let's all just agree that um, Deftones and Aaliyah is that works for us. Probably the best. Yeah, I think I think that probably defined. Like, if someone was like give give a personality trait, like I'd just be like, what formed your interests? It would just be that <laughs> Aaliyah and Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scene specifically yeah that's just yeah. that that's like the peak of horniness right there God, her, look i'm not trying to get weird but her like her belly her midsection she she was a very uh athletic person yes, like she on, was like because she was having a um yeah like she that was a part of her like performance like she was so talented mm-hmm. so always like you know back in the day when people would put on performances and be like athletes on stage yeah that's why you like see like the way that she's moving it's so cringy because it's like can you the only explanation is that vampires are charming you but it's like 
it looks so goofy. Like, just imagine someone walking up to you, like how Alita does. I, I was just, I was just like, thinking, what the fuck is wrong? Imagine with being uh, Mitch. Like, you, you think it would be weird for the like you being walked up to? Imagine everyone, like, if you did that in an open area, so everyone else is watching that happen because you can't like group mm-hmm. <laughs> seduce everybody. So you're just watching this guy <laughs> dance up individually to people, yeah, and then they're and into just... it after. Yeah, it's just straight someone on bath salt. <laughs> That's how conga lines are started. That's yeah. You know, it, it is kind of weird to watch in this movie when she does that dance, but it is light years better than Cara Delevingne's dance in uh, the Bad Suicide Squad movie. Uh, oh, God, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, hashtag never forget. That's what we use it for now. That's what the hashtag's for now. <laughs> you guys took it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Suicide Squad, we got over nine eleven, so we moved on to the Suicide or Suicide Squad. No, the yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what a picture! I liked Static X was in both movies. Like it's actually in the movie itself proper. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Wayne Static. And then um, there's a, a scene when uh, Lester and his his pappy uh are like out on the beach like walking around <laughs> talking about vampire shit and then uh they come across this like little campfire people playing the violin and whatnot i was this like god damn like... even even the violin sounds like new metal there's something about it where i'm just like it's like distorted and like kind of bendy i kind of like, like yeah, that this okay. fucking rock, yes. you know? make violin new yeah. metal again mm-hmm. that scene was just so over the top because it, it came down to he's like don't go over there and play really fucking wild. And he's like, I'm going to go over there and play really fucking wild. And then he's going to feel me the shit out of this violin. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if you go over there and fiddle, I'm going to kill everybody. Like, I got to fiddle though. Yeah. Yeah. This soundtrack in this thing is nuts. Um, you guys want me to run through the soundtrack? Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. We got Wayne's Wayne static leading off with uh, not meant for me. David Draymond does forsaken, which we have forsaken with, Jonathan Davis in the movie, though, right? Are we not, yeah. Is that the song? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I just have... remember he goes, "I am not forsaken." Yeah. We have forsaken at home. <laughs> <laughs> the forsaken at home. Yeah, I kind of like uh, Jonathan Davis's uh, versions of those songs more than the the more. album ones. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Chester Bennington, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. System. I really like um, that song. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deftones change classic. I mean, I would like to say that we've all made uh, love to Deftones before, but it sounds like Ross probably was just in the back of his vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> he was just jerking off around Deftones. his family. Yeah, yeah. white pony. <laughs> no, let's out. shove it. <laughs> shove it. Yeah. yeah, let's shove it. Yeah, fitting. Um, Marilyn Manson, redeemed. Boo, boo. Yeah, you you suck. Uh, Papa Roach, dead cell, classic. Mm-hmm. Let's. I, I actually hate that I kind of sound like a Papa Roach fan on this podcast because I'm not. I'm telling you, Jesus, you got to give him a chance. Cells. You do, like Dead Dead Cells, a banger, and like yeah. Blood Brothers. Yes, Fire. yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Godhead penetrate, um, which is what Brent did with his stepdad's condom. Uh huh. Um, never forget. Hashtag never uh, forget. What episode was that? The follow the leader episode. Oh no, that was like an old way. one because I I've, okay. I've forgotten about it. Yeah, I just really want our listeners to hear that story because I, I was <laughs> that was what I listen. It sounds weird, but I listen to podcasts when I'm showering, and I was listening to that, and I burst out fucking laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> <The> psychopath. <laughs> it's such a fucking hilarious story. 
Um, I'm so Jay glad Gordon. that I put it out there, like under your yeah, name, yeah. so that everybody and anyone in the world can just research you now and find out. Yeah, you're now known for that. Yeah. Bit of info. Who's Jay Gordon? Do you guys know who from Orgy? For Orgy. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know Orgy well, um, but yeah, he did slept so long. Uh, disturbed, down with the sickness, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Static X, cold. Oh that's yeah, that was, that was the fucking, one that was in the movie. That's a fucking mm-hmm. banger song. I love that. Yep. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Any of y'all playing Need for Speed Underground? Which what was the Static X song on there? There's a Static it? X song. On... No, no. I think it was because the yeah that was a year too that I was like super because like 18 Visions was on there. Just also that's new metal, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Eh. Kinda ish. Um, Earshot Headstrong, not the good Headstrong, but uh... <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> that guy it... has all the right opinions. Is it the only? Static X, the only for for Need for Speed? It, it, yeah, probably. No, okay. Yeah, that that was a fucking fire track. I remember <laughs> I I was really into that. Uh, but yeah, reverse shout out trap. Trap sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dry cell body crumbles. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. these last couple of bands. Tricky excess. Hell yeah. Eh, and that's tricky, a good one for you guys. Tricky yeah. fucking rules. This song is mid or whatever the kids say, but tricky. Thumbs up. Uh, and the last song is kidney thieves. Before I'm dead. That's the thing is that this soundtrack, yes, it's good, but what makes Queen of the Damned have the leg up on Dracula 2000 is that there's just unde- undeniably way more new metal in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Which is they, they like, yeah, they cater exclusively to that. Yeah, I will say this is the most I've seen. I've now seen Queen of the Damned probably I think four times. Wow. Um. Yeah. No. They that just happened when you're a kid and you had nothing to do and it was around. Mm-hmm. You'd watch it. Uh. This is the most I've liked it. Really? And, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's because I've like I had fun laughing with it. Yeah. Like it's not this is not a good movie. No. This is a failure. Like so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean, I, I found value in the uh what I saw on screen, you know, between uh uh Margot uh whatever her last name is. Kidder. The <laughs> Margot Kidder, she was in it. Uh, Aaliyah, uh, that was good. And you know, like some of the the um, you know, it it looked crisp. You know, it looked like a new metal video. It looked like it. I, yeah, yeah. There we go. Like, well, you guys um, mentioned it before. It looked. It had nice set pieces. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. And I'm not trying to tell you how to run your show. But the, like a, a good episode would be talking about like favorite new metal videos too, because like there oh, are yeah. so many good videos. Yeah. Like the follow the leader, there, uh, yeah, freak on a leash video. It, anything yeah. with uh, uh, directed by Mick G, just hyper saturated. <laughs> I have to turn up. my like the colors on my monitor down just to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's when it got the life. They like drive a Corvette off a bridge. Or, no, that's a triple X song. Uh, no, they, song they drive like, like a Ferrari. Ferrari or something. Yeah. Well, they give mm-hmm. it to a homeless guy. And the homeless guy drives it off a bridge. Yeah, I, I don't. We don't see him abandon the Ferrari. So no, he it supposedly dead. dies. <laughs> that was the his, last, his last wish was to get a Ferrari and then kill himself <laughs> in it. Yeah, Fieldy needed a Fieldy needed another string, so he just ripped the brake cable out and just like gave it to homeless man. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> yeah, they're like, New oh, the song man. is is called "Got the Life." I thought it was. Uh, got rid of the life because he's <laughs> take my life. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. You guys have any other thoughts on Queen of the Damned? I just realized, is this a, is this a three hour episode? Yep. Or, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Geez. We're, we're slinking our way toward that. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, that's we have. I fucking knew we probably should have just jumped right into these movies, but that's all right. It's been a blast. So you, you guys have uh, any more thoughts on Queen of the Damned? Some quick notes. Uh, I just thought that the the voiceover narration was kind of like, huh? Sexy. It, it was weird. Oh, it was weird yeah. that it was there, but I I understood that it was based on the Anne Rice uh, novel. I I didn't realize it was a trilogy, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just you're gonna bring that in from a literary work. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I get that. It just seemed a little bit jarring. Um, and then uh, yeah, my my last note is that this is just like a fucking new metal as fuck movie. It, so it, it yeah. made up for what was lacking in the first movie. And then uh, it self lacks any um, acting. Uh, they left that, yeah, that substance. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I wonder if there was a conversation with Aaliyah where they said, okay, we're, you're going to be the star of this movie wink. And then uh, she's like, oh, okay, cool. And music's heavily involved. Yeah. She's like, okay, cool. What song am I going to be on? And then they were just like, Oh, I, from what I understand, I that she she was supposed to do a song with uh, Jonathan Davis, oh which would have been pretty fucking cool. Yeah, but then she died. Damn, so. Ugh, man, you. that fucking sucks. Whatever method she yeah. died from. Fuck you, planes. planes. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Fuck off, planes. Planes, 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 planes are... took down Aaliyah, Left Eye, and then you know the Twin New Towers. Metal. If I could, and, and yeah, new and new metal like the the Taliban have an enemy today. Now that oh. now that I've correlated these things, it's fucking on. If I could go back in time, I would kill the Wright brothers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey man, the, the wrong brothers. You ask me. Hey, what? <laughs> oh my god! What? All right. Um, Ross, do you have any any other notes on? Yeah, but but it's overall my feelings are the movie's confusing as hell. Like, so fucking like there were so many points where I'm like, okay, like at the end, whenever they're like in that like Mortal Combat looking like (laughs) area that they're fighting in, um, who are those other like old vampires that show up? It was uh, Shang Tsung, uh, (laughs) Fei Long. (laughs) Baraka, <laughs> <laughs> Baraka Obama, <laughs> the whole gang—they were all there. Yeah, that's Ooh, well. There's no logic. So, no, but, no, but when you're okay, well, when you're you're about to fight, it's like world star <laughs> logic. Like people are just going to show up to look. So it's the Vampire Council. Yeah, they're probably that's down in there. Thinking, like, yeah, their blood like... crypts or whatever, and they came out. <laughs> Some like young kid. Peeks out from around a corner, punches an old lady in the mouth, yells world star, and jumps in the ocean. <laughs> Damn. But uh no, like like the, I I assume they're like Anne Rice characters, like from that book series. And like if you're a book reader, you know who they are. <laughs> I assume that because they were not maybe. introduced, they just fucking showed up. And it was like, Yeah, here's some vampires, old vampires, or maybe I just yeah, like accept it. There was I, that a two-second bit that I turn my head and missed it or something that's a good point especially knowing now that this is like the third movie of a trilogy where we never got the second one yeah it's like are these supposed to be characters that would have been in this the second movie it's a, it's like, a bold it, move i know it is <laughs> wild. but like that one guy who uh when they're they're fighting off Aaliyah's character he gets thrown away and instead of turning to ash like her power has been weakened enough that he doesn't he like recovers i thought that guy looks like lars ulrich 
And uh, <laughs> I had a nice little yeah. chuckle to myself. Uh, he does. Couldn't take him seriously at oh, all. Man. Um, I want to see if this movie made money. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly think that it made money from DVD sales. The soundtrack. Because I feel like, yeah. well, and soundtrack. I feel like this yeah. movie, I feel like everybody fucking owned this DVD in like the early 2000s. Uh, I do you, remember you know, this doobie, that Titanic VHS, <laughs> the when, double VHS that everyone had. Whether Queen of the Damned itself made money, I'm, I'm going to assume Jonathan Davis probably came out the best out of anybody in this. Yeah, probably. And he also, was in the movie too. Did we mention that? He was in the movie mm-hmm. for how two often, seconds. How often do you see this happen anymore? Like, who? when do you ever see a front man just get handed an entire movie to do anymore like that? It's such a weird... Trent Reznor. Ooh. Oh, but yeah. but in a completely it, different yeah, context. like I feel yeah. like yeah, it's not comparable. I do kind of wish that Trent Reznor had a cameo in Soul, uh Disney Pixar Soul. Oh, man. Like there's yeah. like an actual like <laughs> physical like a, a visual representation of him just being sad in a corner somewhere <laughs> he's like he's just jack team now, Fred like, i think he's on that uh he's on that dr dre diet if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um just a he's doing steroids <laughs> um made 45 million dollars <laughs> what was the budget 35 so oh it so it didn't make money oh, so it made money yeah. got no wow. sequels well yeah, yeah where's our our pre Pre-sequel. They already skipped over this. Yeah, sequel. where's their pre-sequel? <laughs> yeah, but I fuck. I do miss when people made decisions. I would have loved <laughs> if they made a sequel to this movie where it was like this one's called Queen of the Damned. The the next movie is called King of the Fucked. That would have been so <laughs> 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 That's good. Uh, I put in here yeah. the the uh, the Akasha scene where she kills a bunch of people in a bar. One of two she- scenes she's in. Yeah. Um that scene fucking was good. I like that horror movie trope where uh someone comes into a bar and just like murders everyone in the bar. One of my favorite like horror tropes. Love it. Um yeah. and the the flame that those effects looked even better than like Blade. Like it's oh, the same well, type of thing, you know, when first Blade when they shoot and I love oh, Blade. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I actually so. really love those first two Blade movies for my own reasons, but um, like when they when he shoots them and they like dissipate into ashes or fire, like yeah. when Ali is setting people on fire, it actually doesn't look horrible. No, no. like that's part of the, one of the things where it's like there's some scenes, there's some special effects where you're like, damn, this is fucking great, and then other ones where you're like, do they just <laughs> like like when she turns into to a statue that looks absolutely nothing like her. Yeah. <laughs> They're like close enough. That statue yeah. is dope as hell, though. Like, I want that statue. Like, no joke. I want that. Well, yeah. In my room. There, there was that scene, like, after uh, she and, and Lester fucked, uh, they're standing on a balcony overlooking a beach, and it's just like littered with dead bodies. And I thought that dead bodies that everywhere. Like, <laughs> the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that like shot actually looked pretty cool. That was like yeah, one of maybe every, a couple of shots. Every once in a while, they they gave you a little bit of something. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say that 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 bar killing scene. Um, it, just because it's vampires. But have you guys ever seen uh, Near Dark? Mm-hmm. Love that movie. That was our second episode. Oh, no. oh shit! I listened to that one. Duh. That was yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we deleted the first hundred episodes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> long ago. but uh, it, obviously not nearly as good. God damn it, I got yeah. the hiccups. Not nearly as good as Near Dark. Uh, one yeah. more thing. Yeah, Near Dark. That's a good movie. Go watch that instead of Queen of the Damned. That's all I got. Oh, maybe I, I did put it. Was half the budget used for the Akash? 
god damn it the akasha death scene uh was like really well done it is it pretty was, gnarly yeah yeah, yeah. But, no that that goes hand in hand with the, every once in a while something cool happens yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it makes you set up for a second yeah just fall back asleep they're like oh yeah it's, it's still queen of the damn right right, right. <laughs> any last thoughts on queen of the damn brand uh no uh it was uh an experience i've never seen either of these movies watched them for the first mm-hmm. time this weekend and uh i liked uh half of one of them so you know that's <laughs> that's kind of something in the plus column but you know what sometimes you're welcome sometimes you have to like watch these trashy movies to have a, a top tier god tier conversation with your buddies on a podcast exactly. so it was all true. worth it yep and yeah. i i think the other important thing is maybe not taking away great movies but taking away good soundtrack yeah good yeah. soundtracks and i will say in all of our episodes with the terror table we do seem to have fun talking about the ones like this yep it's like they they always make for fun conversations yeah so it's a lot more fun to talk about bad movies than it is good movies i don't know we're going to be talking next week about ghost ship Mm. which features Mudvayne heavily. Oh, wow. Okay. And oh, yeah. shout out Mudvayne and uh, Darkness Falls, which I don't, I've only seen it one time and I don't remember I'm, any new metal being in it, but I'm you really, said that we looked it up. Yep. I'm really excited to watch that one. I haven't watched that since I was a, a, a wee lad. Yeah. That was one that fucked a lot of people up. That, like people the, still talk about it. The, yeah. The opening scene for that is fucking like terrifying as a kid. I remember that one. What happens in it? All I know is the Tooth Fairy. Like that's oh. the villain in it. Yeah, interesting. A... Oh, Ross, it's on uh, Hulu here in the states. So fucking guys, yeah. always bragging about your Hulu shit. Oh, yeah. it's it's honestly not that great, but you know, it's it's all we have. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. All right, do you guys uh, have any last words for us? Uh, where people can check you out? What do you want to do? You want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, so uh, we Ross and I are on a podcast called The Nudist Colony. Uh, it's spelled N-U-D-I-S. It's the low T, no T, new metal discussion podcast. That's the new and the dis in the name. And uh, episodes come out on Fridays. Uh, we, we've we kind of split up how we do it. It used to be bi-weekly. Now it's a weekly show. Uh, bi-weekly, we discuss new metal albums in the new metal timeline. It's canonized here. We all love that that uh, term and then on those off weeks on the the point five weeks we discuss uh, kind of like some other things around the world of of that time so um outside of new metal as a music there's also like the new metal of this that or the other so like mountain, like mountain dew mountain dew is the new metal of the soda world right and then image comics of the early 90s is the new metal of comic books so we've been discussing those pretty heavily we're in the middle of discussing the launch titles from image comics from back in the day and those have extreme new metal vibes so yeah. uh for people who are uh, interested in new metal episodes that's uh every other week and then we hope you come back on those off weeks for discussions about other stuff uh or if you have no interest in new metal but want to hear a couple of nerds from uh oklahoma america talk about comic books and drink varietals and mountain dew nudist colony is the show for you and tell embarrassing stories Good job, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. evidently we do that as well. So, you know, c- yeah. come listen to us talk about jacking off in weird places, I guess. <laughs> I hope and pray that my work never finds this podcast. <laughs> I well, hope your, your and- name not this is one. Like I mean, fairly the common. colony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they Google my name. It's just all podcasts. Like, that's <laughs> all that I got. They're going to be mad. 
I did. I did uh, <laughs> accidentally. Uh, I was working on my work computer trying to edit an episode, and I thought. <laughs> I, I needed to grab a, a picture of our, because I got a new laptop. It's a work laptop. I got a new work laptop. And um, I was like, oh, shit, I need a picture of our like our album cover, podcast album cover. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'll just pop onto Google and type type in our podcast name and uh, just, just take that picture, right? Well, I type it in not thinking. Of course, Google autocorrects to nudist colony. And yeah. uh, now I have, uh, I've been waiting. It happened Thursday and I have not had anything happen, but like if they're <laughs> monitoring that, yeah, I just Googled nudist colony on my uh, work laptop. So uh, I may get fired. I don't know if I can know. Yeah. What look like the type. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank show. you both Thanks. for having us on. We appreciate the opportunity to spread yes. the word and uh, about the podcast hilarious. and then, uh, talk uh, to you guys about this stuff uh, and we have an open invitation to have you guys on so uh, we'd love to have you on to talk about um... Deftones and Limbiscuit. There we go. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Done. Deftones and Limbiscuit. That. that sounds great. Yeah. yeah you guys, totally. I didn't have a chance to kiss your guys' ass earlier because you were kissing ours, but uh, <laughs> I love you guys' show. Um, I haven't listened to every episode, but I've got a good number of them and you guys it, it fucking, fucking rules. I'm so... Thanks, honored to be on your podcast it, oh, i was God. nervous and happy today so you guys are the new the new metal version of we're the we're all new metal bros <laughs> right. hell yeah so this was perfect I'll take it was that. like it was just a matter of time we're all just jacking off in the same car together <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just some of us are putting the condoms in the toilet <laughs> all backs yep <laughs> Yeah, Damn. But yeah. No, this was an absolute blast. We yeah, haven't had an sure. epic like this in a while, but we also haven't had an episode in a while. So hopefully people have enjoyed this lengthy, beefy episode. Yeah, it's probably going to be even longer because we're going to be putting a but putting in a bunch of clips of yeah. fucking new metal. It might be fair to say that it... this is the little buff boys of Terrible <laughs> episodes. Little little boys. <laughs> <There we> go. <laughs> uh, I'm glad everybody likes that show. <laughs> That's the best. It's the absolute best. Call the goose suits. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Terror Table. Boozy and I will be back next week for a discussion on Ghost Ship and Darkness Falls. Hell yeah. And plenty of more fun horror discussions after that. But uh, yep. Once again, listen to Newest Colony. Listen to Let's Talk About Stuff. Shout out Steven. And uh, shout out Corn. Shout out Corn. Mm -hmm. Shout out Papa Roach. I mean, West Borland, yeah, I guess. West Borland. Mm-hmm. Shout out Spider One. What? We know you're listening, boy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Number Spider One fan, more like it. Yeah, um, I hope so. All right. Okay, we'll see you guys next time on the Terror Table. <laughs>